0: Tipton Tiger football is on the air live from the and Muscatine High School or Richard Payne Field, home of the Falcons. It's Class 2A District 5 football, game number 8 on the season. We want to welcome everyone to the TigerCast. My name is Brian Eichelberger. I'll be your play-by-play announcer for tonight's District 5 matchup between the Luisa Muscatine Falcons and the Tipton Tigers. We want to welcome you to our SportsCastMedia.com pregame show. You can check out stories, pictures, schedules, and inform your favorite team by becoming a fan. You can find the Facebook page at SportsCastMedia and give it a like. The Falcons come into the game off a loss to West W last Friday, fourteen to twenty seven of the Comets. Falcons have a record of four and three overall, one and two, while the Tigers come in after a big high scoring win over West Burlington, forty eight to six. Tiffany comes into the game, atop the district, three and 5 and two overall. Joining me tonight is Chad Rizak. And Chad, you, you were in the press box with me last week at Tiffany. We had a little different weather.
1: We did. We did. It, uh Actually, you—I wasn't there. Oh, that's right, I, you weren't there. I, I was at the wedding. That's right. I was at Brittany Miller, one of our former Tigers, getting married. And uh, but uh, I did keep up on the game and the score, and it uh, sounded like it was an exciting game.
0: I should say Ryan and Matt had a nice—they're uh, sitting in the press box last week, which was kind of nice. We got a big breeze here blowing from—we thought from south to north—but as we went down and walked on the field, Chad and I, it's almost coming from the southeast, so it's kind of coming across the field a little bit. But it's definitely probably 15 to 20 mile an hour, don't you think?
1: Yeah, you know it's one of those interesting things when you have a a windy night. Like uh, maybe we'll see it uh, dying down as the game goes on. But when you're uh, got two uh, football teams that are going to put the ball on the ground, probably quite a bit. uh, We'll have to see if the wind really comes into play with the kicking game and such
0: speaking of that i kind of watched their punter just kicking a little bit he was out there quite a bit early in their kickoff they were kicking right dead into the wind and their punts weren't going well it wasn't affecting the kickoff so much they weren't getting as high but you could tell it was really it was really affecting the
1: punts yeah and that's going to be you know once once again the important thing is in terms of they're trying to flip the field you know and not even a long punt but uh with that wind our returners have got to be prepared for the ball to bounce uh maybe a little bit funny out there, and our guys that are running down the f- uh, field have got to be aware of that so they don't uh, touch it and then give the ball right back to them.
0: We've got a little something going on down the track in front of us. We're on the home side up here in the press box. It's Tackle Cancer Staff Appreciation Night, and I'm not sure if those are seniors out there or not. I believe I believe they may be the seniors and the senior cheerleaders that are all out there on the track. Um, kind of nice. They have one more home game, I think, after this, and so maybe their official senior night or parents' night might be next week. But it's kind of nice they've got this going on. We're about 13 minutes away from the kickoff of our varsity game tonight. We want to be sure and thank our sponsors. Of course, without them, we couldn't bring the Tiger Cast to you. We want to be sure and thank them. Subway and Tipton invite you to stop in and try their new pit smoke brisket sandwich. Growing wall tiling and excavating provides pattern tiling and hole repair, backed with 40 years of experience. Let Glen or Merle handle your excavating, scraper, and dozer work needs. Keller's Furniture, knowledge of furniture, bedroom, and dining room furniture sets them high above the competition. Be sure to see them for your next home project. Jeff Wallach, realtor and auctioneer. Offers expertise with home purchase or sale, estate, farm, or auction. See Jeff Wallach, your cornerstone real estate consultant in Tipton and the surrounding areas. Dexter Dozing and Scraping offers farm drainage and more. Best of luck to Tipton this season. Citizens Bank in Tipton invites you to come bank with them. Check out their current specials on checking, savings, and loans by going to their website at www.citizensbankia.com. Twisted Oaks Fencing provides barbed, woven, high Tensile continuous guardrail fencing. Prairie Hills Assisted Living is a quality skilled nursing home offering short and long-term stays. DS Web and Company provides a wide range of accounting services to individuals and businesses and focuses on tax preparation and consulting. Best Elected Tipton and Crystal Electrical Services gladly sponsors Tipton schools and community events. Best of luck this season from Crystal Electrical Services.
1: Lada Harris and Tipton offers a wide range of services because their firm is locally owned. Their clients benefit by getting personalized quality service beyond comparison. O'Rourke Motors is your local Ford dealer serving Tipton and surrounding communities. O'Rourke Motors reinvesting in the Tipton community. Community State Bank can make your online banking experience easy, fast, and secure. Community State Bank is your hometown bank and more. H&H Auto can handle your small and large auto repairs. See Jeremy or Brant for your next repair. Liberty Trust and Savings Bank in Durant now offers mobile banking, check balances, transfer funds, and review your account when you need to. Albaugh's Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling can protect your health and safety with various cooling, heating, and geothermal options. The Tipton Booster Club invites you to get involved, speak to any booster member about volunteering and contributing to the efforts of Tipton Sports. Cedar County Garage Doors provides quality doors for residential and commercial need and is there when you need them for your next repair. And H.D. Klein Equipment offers used or new farm equipment and services such as power washing and delivery. H.D. Klein Equipment has locations in West Liberty, Tipton, and Iowa City. And once again, thanks to our sponsors.
0: And be sure when you stop in and tell them you heard about them on the TigerCast. They, we appreciate their support. And again, we couldn't bring this you without them. And just a reminder, you can be part of our program tonight. You can send us an email at thetigercastatoutlook.com or click on the yellow box under the media player that you're listening right now for this broadcast. And we'd love to hear from you during the game. Uh... In years past, we had uh, someone from Alaska, I think, yeah, probably, uh, sending us bet. an email, which was always nice. So, again, the two teams, uh, one team is out on the field. wise Muscatine has went off to kind of practice on their own. looks like they're over by the school. Again, we're out at wise Muscatine High School, Richard Payne Field. Uh, the field faces south to north. We're kind of sitting between the high school and the elementary there is no windbreak. Uh, uh, wind is going to be coming strong here. We were joking before the game. If they were combining the cornfield to our right, it would be cornstalks all over us right now with the wind that we've got going. But uh, we talked to one of the coaches for the game, and he had heard that we could have gusts up to 40 mile an hour, but we didn't have anything like that. We were down the field.
1: Yeah, you know, once again, you, you, I guess other than a little bit of cold this season, the football season in in all in all has been a pretty weather-free um, situation so a little bit of wind tonight I don't think well, like I said earlier in the uh, broadcast is going to play a lot of havoc with these teams I'm guessing if they do throw they'll throw with the wind and or otherwise I think uh, like you said on the way down here it might be a fairly fast game because uh, both teams do like to run the ball
0: yeah and, and speaking of that those, let's look at how they got here from last week the Wisdom team lost to West Liberty 14 to 27 but they out- gained, out gained them on the ground they had 44 rushes for 237 yards only threw for about 50 um, you look at Tipton's stats from last week. I believe they rushed for, they had two running backs over 100 yards. Uh, Bierman had 129 yards, six rushes. Uh, you've also got Austin Lenz, seven rushes, 122 yards. Connor Hermerson, five for 29. Overall, as a team, I believe Tipton had about 350 yards rushing last week, 369 to be exact. So if you if you look at those two rushing totals, we're at 600 yards from these two teams combined just last week alone. So we know what's going to happen tonight.
1: Yeah, I think you're. You know what you're probably looking for from from both teams on the defensive side is just staying away from those big plays. Um, you know, keeping. I'm sure they're going to want to try to contain our running backs. Uh, the nice thing, I think. For us, is they don't necessarily know who's going to be carrying the ball for us because we have multiple guys that can do it. Uh, for them, we know who's going to be carrying the ball for them. And that's Chase Cruz.
0: And in, in talking to the coaches for the game, we were talking to Coach Darren Lenz, and he was he was concerned when when Cruz gets outside. If he gets outside of the pocket, you know, if we stay back a little bit, giving him too much credit for possibly passing the ball and then giving him the opening on the outside. But but we'll see. You know, not seeing him before, I'm not sure if he's getting his yardage inside or outside. Obviously, if Coach Lenz said that, he must have seen something on tape, that they're getting something outside when he when he rolls out. Throwing the ball, a little interesting. And when you're throwing from north to south, I think, today, um, you're going to go kind of into the wind or kind of a crosswind. But, again, neither of these teams really throw a lot. But like you said, they tried to come on and throw last week. Loaiza Muskete in their game against West Liberty, it maybe didn't work. They obviously lost, but I think they were trying something.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that probably, once again, without us watching any game tape or those types of things, uh, it sounded like they they tried to come out early in the game and, and, and throw the ball uh, and such. And, and once again, if you look at us defensively, um, that's maybe our a little bit of our Achilles' heel is our, our um, pass defense. But at the same time, that's kind of maybe their Achilles' heel. But we still both rely heavily on our run game. So we'll have to see how this game materializes. Certainly, once again, in terms of Winning, both teams want to come out and win, so you might see some different things from the of Musketeen that maybe they haven't seen on tape. Well,
0: and obviously, something happened this week that our listeners may not be aware of. Now, Shut won't be playing tonight. He's had an MRI today. We're not sure the exact damage to his knee, maybe an MCL. Who knows what it is? We he'll know Monday and talking to Coach Lens. But you know, that's going to mean some other guys had to jump in and step up because he's he's good on both sides of the ball
1: yeah you know it's kind of i think that uh, you know if you take the the iowa hawkeye mentality next man in approach you know i think that we certainly have several guys that uh they're expecting to uh step in and and uh you know coach uh langenfeld's mantra has been do your job so it's going to be someone new doing the job tonight and and the other 10 guys that are on the field uh Will be expected to do their job like they do every Friday night.
0: Well, and I think it's going to be a combination of players they're going to use maybe a Lake Anderson, maybe a Brendan Leeper, maybe a Gillen Honig, maybe a Carson Charves. I think they're going to see just exactly works best in the system that they're going to use. Um, and they may not know that at the beginning of the game. They may find out that changes throughout the game. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be a situation. But he, he's a heavy contributor on both sides of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see just how they, how they get around that. And I, I was talking to the coach, you know, it's a, it's a fluke thing. It happens at a practice. And you hate that when it happens at a practice. At this time, we're going to pause for the singing of our national anthem. Nice job by the Falcon Choir and a few football players. are actually singing down there on the track, too, singing our national anthem here. Again, we're down at Richard Payne Field. I'm Brian Eichelberg along with Chad Rizek, bringing you the action tonight live. Again, it's a District 5 Class 2A matchup, game number eight on the year. Um, our officials are now at midfield. We're probably gonna get the captain in a little bit. It looks like their team maybe gonna be running out through the banner, similar to what we do, we don't run through a banner, but they're kinda of do kind of a similar thing that we do at home on Friday nights and and they've got a big banner that says Friday night that I'm guessing they're gonna run right through out on the field and they'll probably get the fans fired up.
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, one of those things where if you if you look at their roster, you know, they're not necessarily uh, heavy senior dominated, but for, for those seniors they're getting Getting ready for their last couple Friday night games, you know they get the they get the opportunity to run out on their home field, uh, you know one more time after tonight. The Tigers get to host uh, West Liberty next week, and, and that's a home game and and stuff. So running out on that football field, you know one last time or your last couple times on a Friday night, there's nothing like it. Well, and to give you an idea of how important this game is tonight, there's
0: another big game that's taking place tonight in West Liberty, and that's Comanche has taken on West Liberty. That game plays a big role in the way this district is going to finish along with the game tonight because if the, if the scenario comes up where Tippin wins tonight and should Comanche beat West Liberty, by my numbers, we get the playoff berth for winning the district because no matter what happens in the last week of the season since we beat Comanche head-to-head, we would be the district winner, mm-hmm. um, which which obviously would be nice. So we we kind of talk a little bit before the game, Chad, and I, about how we're sitting in the RPI because last year we had to depend on the RPI, and of course we fell just out of the sixteen. This year we're sitting in number eight. The Wise and Muscatine we're playing tonight is at twenty-five, but if you win the district, you're in no matter what, and you're going to host for the most part, unless you're that unfortunate ninth team because with nine districts, only eight can host. So the lowest uh, RPI, I should say, the highest RPI down to the 16, will be the one that doesn't get to host. So it's unfortunate, but a district winner is going to have to play an away game right out of the chute. But but still, it's just nice to say that you're a district winner in that automatic berth.
1: Yeah, and I think that, Brian, you know, you were talking you know, talking earlier to uh, Darren Lenz, and, and he said that the, they've really focused on one game at a time. And uh, that's what uh, I'm sure that tonight that's been the whole talk is tonight we're worried about Louisa Muscatine. We're not thinking about the next one because we got to take care of business tonight. Our captains are headed out
0: to midfield for our coin toss as our officials are getting them ready to go for tonight's game. Help us those no and, again, it's a special night here. We've got uh, Tackle Cancer and Staff Appreciation Night going on here tonight down at Richard Payne Field. The captains are getting instructions. The captains out at midfield for the Wisely Muscatine. Our number three, Caden Schneider, number 21, Dallas Vasquez, number 54, Caleb Steele. And number seventy-five, Alexis Barajas. The captains for the Tigers, Frank Beerman, Connor Hermiston, Gillen Honig. Who else do we have that's out there Lenz. for our captain? I believe that's Lens. Is it Lenz? Lenz? I think it looks like Austin well, Lenz, Lenz is out there, maybe?
1: No, it's 41. Nope, it's 41.
0: Austin Minty. Well, we were Austin close. So we had Austin. Yeah, Austin. But from our vantage point, we're kind of blocked by a couple of the bigger players from the Wise Musk team. It is Bierman. it's Hermiston.
1: It is also Captain Gillen Honig and captain austin Menti, there's your captains for the tigers and austin Menti, i don't know if he got to suit up last week but he's coming off of a knee injury so so uh it's nice to see a uh, little change up in terms of captains out there giving austin Menti and and gillen uh, an opportunity to be a captain along with uh uh, Hermiston and uh, Beerman there our officials. It's Bob Varian's crew.
0: We don't have the exact officials name, but we know it's Bob Varian's crew It looks like Tipton is going to receive I'm assuming that they won the coin toss I didn't quite catch the flip, but I'm assuming they'll want the ball to see if they can go ahead on top right away and And there's no secret to what we're going to do We talked about it in rushing offense Tipton's number one in the district Eliza Muscatine is two You know in total office Tipton is one Eliza Muscatine is two on the other side of the ball You talked about passing in passing they're both a little bit lower okay. because that's not the forte
1: yeah yeah that's not that's not what we like to do now um, one thing that uh, offensive coordinator Rich Fisher has done well this year I think uh, for my part in the games that I've he's picked the right opportunities to pass he's thrown some on first down um, he kind of catches the, the defense on uh, sleeping a little bit and and takes advantages and attack spots where uh, uh, they're vulnerable our
0: players are getting ready to go out on the field Cheerleaders are going right here in front of the stands, trying to get the home crowd going. It's like a decent home crowd here. They're a nice little facility here. Tiffin's getting ready to come out onto the field. It looks like the kicker is going to be number 18, Hayden Calvage. He is the kicker for the Wise Muscatine, the Falcons. Again, we're about 30 seconds
1: from kickoff, and it looks like we got a, you know, we got a nice crowd over there. See, looks like if, if everybody would move over to one side, we'd have one full, one side completely full. But everybody's kind of sitting up top so they don't have to look through the, uh, the fence there. Well, and it, stuff.
0: Is, it is a little breezy. Something yep. tells me they're kind of bundling but, together. I, yeah. I think it might be the theme over there on the Tipton side. But Tipton's coming out on the field. And now we're ready for the action again. Brian Ackerberger along with Chad Rezac. We're here at Richard Payne Field. The Falcons and the Tigers, game eight of the season. The deep backs for Tipton are going to be Peyton Elijah, Connor Hermiston, and Austin Lance Against kicking off for the Falcons. Hayden Calvillage. We've got a nice drum roll by the band playing for the kickoff. That's always nice. Again, a nice night. A little breezy, but other than that, clear evening. Sometimes that makes for a breezier evening. And you can tell it's breezy when you look at the flags here with the dance team right below us. The kick goes to the 7-yard line to Lens. He goes up the middle. He's up to the 25, and he's tripped up at the 24-yard line. He'll go down to the 26 or 27, and he's tripped up there by the kicker, Hayden Calvillage. Looks like they're going to spot at the 27-yard line, give him about a 19-yard return. And again, we know what's going to happen with Tipton. I think they're going to come out running. They're going to come out behind that that offensive line of, of Jesse Leisure, Jack Bold, Riley Kyle, Nolan Ort, Cody Cook. Of course, we'd be mentioning now Shutt. We talked about in the pregame he won't be playing tonight. Got a knee injury. So we'll kind of see who steps in and, and takes the place. Next man up. Back at the quarterback will be Peyton Elijah. He takes a direct snap. He spins to the left. He's out to the 26. He may have lost a yard. He got tackled from behind right away.
1: That was number 55, Gabriel Hayes, Gabe Hayes, and he's their, I think they're, he's their leading tackler. So, so right away, he's making his presence felt uh, in this game. Tigers are going from our left to right.
0: Again, they're going into the wind to start things out, so I'm assuming they called the ball and, of course, Again, they, they the other team wanted them, the Lysemas team wanted them to go into the wind. It's gonna be second down and eleven. Out of the shotgun. It's Wilkins in motion. We got Elijah spinning The handoff goes off to Austin Lentz. He's trying to get outside. That was a nice job by Calvilidge to keep it inside. And he only got about maybe two yards on that. It looks like the tackle on the play was made by Maxwell McCulley, number six.
1: Yeah, along with uh look like once again uh Hayes coming down the, down the line from his position there again. Lenz tried to be patient there, but uh, there was just too many black shirts there for him to, to find any room.
0: Well, the key to that is Lenz wanted to come outside. Uh, Calvillage stayed outside, made him go inside, and his other defenders from the middle came and helped him out. So that was a great job. And he's out at a defensive back position or an outside linebacker, and he kept it right inside of him. in the shotgun on third and 11 is Elijah. He's waiting for the snap. In the backfield, we got Lynch. We're going to have a penalty marker on the field, and that's by the back official, so that's got to be a delay of game, and it is. So it was 3rd and 11 from the 26-yard line. Now it's going to be 3rd and 16 from the 21. Again, we've got 10-28 here left in the first quarter. We're just underway.
1: First series of the game. And penalties, you don't want penalties, and you don't want a delay of game. Yeah, and, and that's something different here at the Wise and Muscatine is they don't have that 25-second clock running, and so they're going to have to watch. We do have the the uh, scoreboard here in the first quarter, so they're going to have to kind of pay attention to what uh, uh, what's going on there. But, yeah, put, put them back a little bit farther behind the sticks here.
0: And the shotgun on third down is Wilkins, in the backfield is Anderson. Out in the slot is Elijah, dropping back to pass. Is Wilkins straight drop. He's looking over the middle. He's waiting. He's waiting patiently. Now he's going to take off running. He's out across the 25, out to the 30-yard line, where he's tackled by number 52, Trey Wagner. So, looked like a gap there, but it closed up in a hurry.
1: Yeah, and and, you know that's not a bad decision by Blake there. He didn't necessarily have. um, We kind of ran some crossing routes, tried to run guys into each other. He just didn't have anybody to throw to and. uh, he uh, pulled it down and at least got a few yards and we'll uh, put our defense on the field here in a safe, safer situation.
0: Fourth down, six yards to go from the 30 end to punt. One of the leading punters in the district, Peyton Elijah. The deep back is number 11, Chase Cruz, and we're going to say that name a lot for the Falcons. A nice punt. It's going to go over Cruz's head, and it's going to take a big bounce for Tipton all the way down to looks like the 18-yard line. Yeah, he got his foot into that one. That's a 49-yard punt into the, for into the wind. Into the wind. Into the wind. Into the And I was kind of surprised. I think Cruz was given it a little bit too much for the wind. He was up on that return and it went over
1: his head. He called a fair catch, but it didn't mislead anyone because it was going well over his head. And I would have guessed that he would have known that uh, Peyton's a left foot footer, you know, a left-footed punter there. But uh, Peyton, you got all of his leg into that one and uh, does a good job of flipping the field
0: here. They're going to spot it at the 19-yard line again. Elijah Muscatine has the ball, first and ten in the backfield and the shotgun is going to be their quarterback chase cruz the direct snap goes to hayden calvillage he tries to get out on the right side he's going to get gain of about five before he's tackled looks like maybe that was peyton elijah on the tackle maybe lake anderson actually connor hermiston was the one who was in on that tackle gain of five on the play gonna be second and five from the 24 yard line so they come out right away running the ball we ran the ball we knew this was going to happen snap goes directly to the running back
1: that's jesse lee was that jesse leisure there that was jesse leisure there on the tackle
0: ike it was jesse needs a big game from him because again he's going to have to take up some slack in the interior line with nile out. and jesse's had a couple big games in a row Looks like another gain. Let's call it third and three from the 26-yard line for the Falcons. Again, they're going right to left here. Again, they've got a fullback in the backfield. The quarterback takes a direct snap. He will hand off to the outside. Outside, that's Calvallage. And that was filled in a hurry, that hole was. And that no. is Nairam with the tackle. Nice tackle, one-on-one. we got a penalty marker out there, but I'm, I'm guessing that may be
1: some form of an illegal block. Yeah, the, the one penalty flag came out and then another one came out, so they must have seen the same thing, so holding there. It is. It's holding, and it. they've got it from the 22-yard line,
0: so if that goes back to the 12, this is a pretty substantial penalty. We're going to be looking at 3rd and 17. Sometimes they don't have that flag directly where the penalty occurred. but now, Was that Naram that came up? In it was Naram on the tackle, and he does an exceptional job of one-on-one tackling. He's had, he's had a great season for the Tigers.
1: That's his wrestling background, it I is. think, in there it a little is. bit. I'm sure Dad would be proud.
0: Of course, Dad's on the air with us quite a bit on the Tiger Cast. Not tonight, but he'll be on with you next Friday night. So, Again, it looks like it is going to be 3rd and 17. Let's call it 3rd and 16. It's going to be from the 14-yard line. And again, in the shotgun, is there a quarterback, Cruz? Also lined in the backfield is Cavalage beside him. Dropping straight back is Cruz. He's trying to roll out. Big pressure by Lake Anderson. He's going to take off on 25, 30, 35 to the 40-yard line. That was a big run. And that's what we talked about, getting outside.
1: Yeah, we didn't, uh, once again, we got up the field, but we did not maintain containment there. And that was one of the things that you said that they were a little bit concerned about as he rolled out, uh, keeping him inside or pushing him back into our inside uh, line there. Tackle on that play was
0: made by Peyton Elijah and Jackson Murphy. That was a 26-yard run, so the biggest run of the game, and that is by the quarterback, Cruz. He's in the backfield in the shotgun again. Beside him is Cavalich. Cavaliers takes the handoff. He goes up the middle. Great play. Oh, Frank. Be- oh, he almost lost him. Frank had him in the backfield. Nearly lost him, but he gets credit for the tackle for a loss.
1: Yeah, Frank Behrman got through there in a hurry and uh, wrapped him up. Yeah, almost kind of tried to throw him down, and he almost stayed on his feet, but luckily uh, Frank hung on there. I believe Frank is either at the top or in the top two or three of tackle for a loss in the district standings,
0: I think, defensively. So that's something that they expect from Frank defensively for the Tigers. It's a loss of two. Let's call it second and 12 from the 38-yard line of the Falcons. Again in the shotgun, you're going to have Cruz in motion as Cavalich. Cavalich coming around, fakes a handoff. Cruz drops back. He's trying to roll out right. Heavy pressure put on by Honig. Pass goes up in the air, and it's over the outstretched hands of their receiver. That receiver was number 84,
1: Brock Jambi. On the coverage there was Naram. Yeah, and Gillen Honig was the one that was putting the pressure on him, and he did a much better job of breaking down and trying to keep him in front of him because I think with him, one of the big things is the angles that you're going to take. If you if you got a bad angle, he's going to burn you. But if you got a, a good angle, you're going to you know put yourself in a better situation there. Well, and
0: that was a perfect angle because he was not going to allow him to get outside because had he got outside, the pass was was taking everybody downfield. So we've got 3rd and 12 from the 38. Again, on the shotgun, is crews beside him in the backfield. His cavalier dropping straight back, his crews. He throws over the middle. It is nearly intercepted. That was a great defensive play.
1: <laughs> Who broke that up over the middle? That was it was um, number 6, our number 6, you know, uh Andrew Comstock that made that initial hit and it just, it bounced in Frank Beerman's hands. He, he just did. couldn't 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 uh contain it. So it he tried, did. Yeah. The receiver had it for just a brief
0: second, but it was a very good hit that knocked it loose. We're at fourth down, 12 yards to go from the 38. Into punt on fourth down is going to be Chase Cruz. the two deep backs are Peyton Elijah and Austin Lenz. Boy, Cruz does about everything but work in the concession stand here during the game. We're going to call his name a lot. Lenz takes a punt at the 23-yard line,
1: steps up across the 30 to the 35 where he's tackled by number 84, Brock Jambi. Now he did a nice job. He got an end-over-end punt there right on the sideline. He got it there right about the 20. Nice spin move, and and he picked himself up about uh, 16 yards on that return there, Ike. It's going to be first and 10 at the 36-yard
0: line for the Tigers. Both teams have had an offensive series. We have not got a first down. They got a first down on a big 26-yard run. Uh, we've had about three passes, no completions. That's kind of
1: going by the book. We thought it'd be. Yeah, we'll see what the Hawks or the Tigers, excuse me, Tigers, come out and do here uh, with this possession. In the shotgun is Wilkins.
0: Beside him in the backfield, Lens. The up back, Anderson, out wide is Elijah. The direct snap goes to Lens. He's across the 35. Out to the 39-yard line where he's tackled there by number
1: 84, Brock Jambi. Good initial blocking there by the Tigers. That's one thing that I think that for the Tigers, you know, you get you, we started getting four or five yards on that first down. It puts us in into much better, you know, play calling situations on second down. Give him four on that play. Tigers have second down, six yards to go from their own
0: 40-yard line. Again on the shotgun will be Wilkins. Again beside him to his left in the backfield lens. The up back Anderson. In the slot is Elijah. The pass is complete to Bearman. He's got a blocker out there, and Elijah. He's out to the 45. Stiff arm, cross midfield, and down to the 45-yard line. He gave a stiff arm to Jambi, but couldn't get away from Wiley Jacobs and also Max Maschick.
1: Nice quick pass there by Wilkins out to big number 11, Frank Behrman. and if you get the ball in his hands where he's he's gonna he's gonna be able to carry at least one or if not two guys with him and pick up extra yardage. That was a 16-yard
0: completion for the Tigers. So there's their first first down of the ball game. First and ten now for the Tigers from the Falcon 44-yard line. Six minutes left first quarter. Zero to zero the score. I'm Brian Eichelberger along with Chad Rezac. The direct snap goes to Connor Hermiston, his first carry. He's a hard runner. He's down inside the 40. He'll battle down to about the 38-yard line. Tough
1: runner. Hermiston is a tough runner. He is He is a tough runner. He just keeps those legs a-churning. And I said something to him in the hallway. You know, let's have a great game tonight. And he, and he gave me the thumbs-up call, so... uh Looking for, once again, he's had big games, and I'm sure he wants to have another big one tonight.
0: The tackle on that play was made, I believe, by number 54, Caleb Steele, one of their captains, and he also came off the field kind of with a ginger right ankle. So substitution on the defensive line for the Falcons. We've got second and four from the 38 for Tipton. Again, the shotgun is Wilkins. A direct snap goes beside him to Lenz. He goes up the middle down to the 35, 34-yard line. That should be enough, although it's right on the marker. We'll and have to see where the spot goes, but it's going to be very close. I think they're going to call just a little bit short. We got third and less than a yard there, I
1: believe. I would expect to see uh, Wilkins get right up under center and maybe quarterback sneak this and just give us another four downs here. Wilkins gets the plan from the sideline, coming in there with Peyton Elijah.
0: Tigers come up to center. You got Bearman in the backfield with him here. He does, of course. The center is Riley Kyle. The up back is Anderson. The direct snap goes to Bierman. He cuts outside, turns up the middle, down to about the 32 yard line. He wanted to go outside, but couldn't get outside, but he's gonna have enough for the first down, gained about three on that.
1: Good sportsmanship there by the Tigers. Helping up the Mus or the Wise of team players there. Look like the tackle there was made by number
0: 55. Again, that's Gabriel Hayes. We've said his name a couple times, one of the leading tacklers. First and ten now for the Tigers from the 33-yard line of the Falcons. 4.17 left here in the first quarter. Down to Richard Payne Field here at Louisa Muscatine. Snap goes to Bierman. He hands off inside. I believe that's Austin Lenz. Actually, that was Wilkins handing off to Lenz. Yeah, a little uh, inside counter there, trap play maybe. They even tricked your announcer there for a minute. Tackle on that play was made by number 18, that is Hayden Calvillage. Again, he's one of their leading tacklers as well. About three yards on that play. It's going to be marked down to the 30-yard line. It's going to be second and seven for the Tigers. 342 here left in the first quarter. Scoreless yet, 0-0. Tigers are moving the ball down the field. They started out here back about their own 27-yard line. Now they're at the Falcon 30. Snap goes to Wilkins, he drops back to pass. He's got a wide receiver, wide open, that's Beerman. He's got it inside the five, touchdown Tigers, 30 yards, and he could have led him a
1: lot more. He kind of had to wait for that pass, but a 30-yard touchdown pass from Wilkins to Beerman for the Tigers. You know, and that was uh, that was a second down play, and uh, once again, Beerman, when they move those guys around as much as they do, and you, you know, have to play that run, have to play that run, you know, Rich Fisher did a nice job maybe catching them off the uh, off, uh, guard because, once again, they have to respect lens. They have to respect Hermiston. they got to respect uh, Wilkins in the backfield. Into attempt
0: the extra point. Into the wind is Bierman doing the holding. Peyton Elijah we will see just how strong his leg, and he's going right into the wind. The spot is down. The kick is off the mark. He had plenty of distance just a little bit off to the right, so I don't think the wind hampered as much. It was just a little bit off to the right, but we've got a 6-0 to zero score now. Tigers on top, 3:23 left in the
1: first quarter, and boy, he was uh, he was wide open. They were not expecting that pass. Not, not expecting that pass, you know. And I think that once again, I think that each time, you know, we don't necessarily throw the ball. But I was looking at our 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 um, completion percentage is just up over 50 percent. And you know, you know, a lot of times you if you're in that 60 percent range, you know, that's pretty good. We're in the we're in the 50 percent range. So if you can complete 50 percent of your passes. Um, you know, we, we throw high-quality passes. We threw that quick uh, screen out to, to Frank there. There we caught him on a little bit of a fly. But uh, I think they froze that deep back. With the, their action, play action, and there Frank. Frank threw his hand, and Wilkins delivered a perfect pass to him. Well, one thing
0: to keep in mind, too, I, I kind of said that he didn't, he didn't lead him maybe that well, but the thing is he is throwing directly into the wind. Yeah. So he was hampered by that wind. It still went directly right to Frank. He had plenty of time to catch it and get in the end zone. He kind of drug the defender in. The key to this is this is against the wind going up 6-0, to zero, and that's big because, obviously, they want to be ahead, but you want to be ahead in a game where the wind plays a factor. You bet. You bet. Set to kick off is Kale Giron. The deep back is number 11. That is Chase Cruz. We've also got, I believe, Brock Jambi back there as one of the deep return men. They're back about the 10 yard line. Juron will kick off on the 40. It goes to one of the up backs. He doesn't catch it, he dives on at the 26 yard line. That's one of the return men, number 21, Dallas Vasquez. That ball was a little loose on the ground for a little bit, but no jeopardy of, of the Falcons losing it. But it's going to be spotted at the 26-yard
1: line, first and ten, the Weiss Muscatine. Looks like Gilling you know, Honing. He's back in there. Uh, Carson Sharves did come in and give uh, Honing a little bit of a break there on that uh, last defensive possession uh, possession by the Tigers. We've got 3:20 left here in the first quarter. Tigers
0: on top, six to zero. I'm Brian Eichelberger along with Chad Rizak, bringing you the action from Richard Paynefield here at the Wise Muscatine. The direct snap goes to Cruz. It looked like the head was jerked there like a possible face mask, but I didn't see a penalty, so... There is no flag on the play, so I must not have seen it the way that I saw it. Gain on the play is going to be 5. We're going to call it 2nd and 5 from the 31. Must have been a hand up more towards his shoulder pads, but it didn't bring him down. 2.50 left in the first quarter. Direct snap goes to Cruz. He hands it off inside on a counter, and that's going to be a loss on the play. That's Big Frank, I believe. Frank Bierman on the tackle. I believe that was number 21 on the carry. I believe that was Dallas Vasquez. That's going to be a third and eight now, we'll call it, from the 29-yard line. 2.27 here left in the first quarter. 6-0. 6-0. to zero, Tigers on top.
1: And uh, Ike, some uh, early scores here. West Liberty's ahead of command, 7-0 in the first. And then Mount Vernon in our district is up 14-0 against West Burlington.
0: Of course, the Comanche game very important to the Tigers. Taking the handoff is going to be Calvallage. Nice tackle in the open field by Elijah, but he's going to get a first down. That's a gain of about 9 yards. It's going to be, I believe, Mark, for a first down. First and 10 from the 38-yard line. So second first down of the game for the Falcons.
1: You know one thing I've noticed is Cruz does a very nice job of carrying out his fakes. So they so we certainly have to keep that in mind as things go on. But we 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 certainly need to locate that ball a little bit earlier.
0: On first and ten,
1: the direct snap goes to Cavillage.
0: He goes around the right side. He's outside. He's got about eight nine yards. He's driven out of bounds by Lens and I believe Hermiston. But he got a good chunk of yardage on first down. It's probably going to only leave about a second and two.
1: Yeah, we, we tried to string him out, but as we were stringing him out, uh, he was picking up yardage. So it looks like they called him out earlier than that, Ike. It looks like he gained, got about six yards there. He did. He did.
0: So that's going to be a second. We'll call it four yards from the 44-yard line. Minute 44 left, first quarter, 6-0. Tigers on top. Direct snap again goes to Cavalic. He hands it off on a counter inside. And their back is all the way across midfield. That was good hard running up the middle. Jackson Murphy, Lake Anderson, and Peyton Elijah on the tackle, but that was tough running right up the middle. And that's Caden Schneider that was taking the handoff.
1: Yeah, and leading the blocking for them once again. There's that Hayes name. He uh, not only does it on the uh, offense or defensive side, but he also is one of their leading blockers uh, on that offensive line. First time that the Falcons have been across midfield. They have first and ten from the
0: Tiger 46. 122 left in the first quarter tipped on top 6-0 direct snap goes to the quarterback Cruz pass over the middle he's got a man wide open and it's complete I believe that's Brock Jambi that's their leading receiver inside the 35 yard line
1: yeah we kind of our pass rush kind of hesitated there a little bit not sure if they thought that uh, he they were setting up a screen or something there but uh, he went up and got it at the high point and brought it down Peyton Elijah there on the tackle that was a nice gain of
0: 14 yards it's going to be 1st and 10 now from the 32. It's a nice little drive the Falcons are putting on here at the end of the first quarter. One minute left. Tigers on top. Getting the shotgun is Cruz. He drops straight back to pass after the fake handoff. He's got a man in the end zone. It's going to be short. If the Tigers turn, they might get interception. They do not. That pass is incomplete in the end zone. It was intended, I believe, for Caden Schneider.
1: Now, that was kind of interesting because Jackson Murphy did not turn around to find the ball, and he threw his hands up. I thought maybe they'd call him for pass interference, but I don't know if that's different in high school. There is no face face guarding. There is no
0: face guarding. So, in theory, as long as he doesn't touch the player, player. make contact, he was fine. I was worried like you were because there was almost contact.
1: Well, it almost seemed like we had somebody back there that could intercept it, but uh, didn't go get the ball. Second and ten, taking it up the middle is Cruz.
0: Lake Anderson on the tackle. He's down to the 25-yard line. Again, that's a nice gain of about seven yards. It's going to bring up a shorter third-down opportunity. Third down, three yards to go for the Falcons from the Tiger. 25, we're 27 seconds left. Probably the last play of the first quarter. Quarter that has the Tigers on top, 6-0.
1: And I would guess that they're in two-down territory if we're able to snuff this one out. And the
0: shotgun is Cruz. A direct handoff, though. Goes to the running back, and we've got penalty markers on the field. It goes to
1: Calvillage. That's going to probably go to our advantage, hopefully. It does not. Yeah, it, is, it, do it is offside. It's offsides
0: against us, so that is going to be a first down by penalty after the five yards are marched off. That gives the Falcons first and ten from the Tiger 20-yard line.
1: So now what would be interesting is will they throw on first down if they have one more play, well, 14 seconds, they'll see if they try to throw, throw one more time in, uh, with the wind here, Ike. Yep, with it at their back. Again, on the shotgun is Cruz.
0: In the backfield is Cavalage. The lead blocker is Jambi. That's Cavalage. That's a big hit at the 22-yard line, and that was Frank Bierman. He came in unblocked. They had some lead blockers out there, but they didn't catch Frank.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things I think that our, our defensive uh, line are figuring out is they're going unbalanced. They're bringing number big number 55, Hayes, and they're putting him as like the tight end on that end. And uh, Frank, when, when they're running away from Frank, he's playing weak side. He just followed that right down the line. And uh, that time he had to wait for his blockers, and Frank got there before he could make his cut. We're at the end of the first quarter.
0: Here, Richard Paynefield and Louisa Muscatine. It's tip the Tipton Tigers ahead of the Falcons by the score of 6-0. to zero. Just a quick thank you to our sponsors that make all our games possible here. Subway, Grownwall Tiling and Excavating, Keller's Furniture, Jeff Wallach, Realtor and Auctioneer, Dexter Dozing and Scraping, Citizens Bank, Twisted Oaks Fencing, Prairie Hills Assisted Living, DS Weben Company, Crystal Electrical Services, Lata Harris, O'Rourke Motors, Community State Bank, H&H Auto, Liberty Trust and Savings Bank, All boss Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, the Tipton Booster Club, Cedar County Garage Doors, and HD Klein Equipment. And again, be sure to thank those sponsors. When you stop in, check them out. Tell them you heard about them on the TigerCast. Again, a quick reminder, if you want to be a part of our program, send us an email at thetigercastatoutlook.com or click on the yellow box under the media player that you're listening to our broadcast on. We're going to start out the second quarter here in just a couple seconds. It's going to be 2nd and 11 for the Falcons from the Tiger 21-yard line. Again, the up back is Jambi. The quarterback is Cruz. Cruz is back to pass. He's looking outside. Good pressure in
1: the backfield. That was Bierman. He trips him up. That was a dive and play by Frank Bierman. He'll get credit for a sack. Yeah, and there was that angle thing. Frank kind of got himself out of position, but he was long enough, and he made that one last leap and tripped him up. Good play by Frank Beerman there. That's a long body diving at you. Yes. It's hard to get away yep. from.
0: The loss on the play takes it back to the 29-yard line. It's going to be third down, 20 yards to go. That was a big play as now they are going into the wind on a passing down situation. Again, in the shotgun is Cruz. He'll drop back to pass. He's looking deep over the middle. He's got a man, but the defenders come up. Oh, he nearly makes the catch, but it's incomplete. He had a chance. Peyton Elijah was on the coverage, but that pass was in the hands. Of Dallas Vasquez,
1: yeah, uh, almost Peyton got kind of lucky there. He kind of played the player instead of the ball. He should have went. They got to attack that ball. That's one thing that uh, I think we've seen a couple times. Instead of attacking the ball, they've went after the 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 uh, defensive or the offensive player, and, and we certainly need to go after that ball. I think we probably could have two interceptions at this point. That's something you wouldn't like to see on the
0: basketball court either, Coach, with a defender behind him. No, it. <laughs> no. And that, and he's a big, big receiver too. So fourth down, twenty yards to go. Straight back to passes, Cruz. He's looking down the sideline. That pass is too high. Jackson Murphy on the coverage. That pass was intended for Wiley Jacobs. So a good defensive series to start out the second quarter for the Tigers.
1: Yeah, you know the Tigers did a nice job there of really keeping him contained. So we have him on the right hash mark, and we kept him on the right hash mark. Certainly him rolling left and trying to pass off balance that way would have been hard for him. But the sideline would have been uh, another defensive player for us in that situation. Good coverage down the field for the Tigers.
0: Well, and you can see just a little bit when they're having to pass back-to-back downs. they're, They're a little uncomfortable with that. That's not their forte. The ball now is in Tipton's hands after the ball is turned over on downs. First and 10 from the 29 of Tipton for the Tigers. Getting on the shotgun. is Wilkins, the lead back Anderson. The direct snap goes in the backfield to Lenz. He tries to get up the middle. He's gonna get about five yards on the play, down to about or out to about the thirty-five, I should say. Tackle there made by number fifty-two, Trey Wagner. Good hard running right up the middle.
1: Yeah, it seems like uh, he could break those out, but he's he's been break uh cutting those back inside. So we'll have to just see. You know, he's done a nice job. He's got good eyesight in terms of he he sees sees that he plants that foot and gets once again we talked he got five yards on that play second down
0: they're going to give him six four yards to go from the 36 yard line this time a quarterback in the backfield and the shotgun is elijah the direct snap goes to hermiston he takes it hard up the middle runs over a defender And he's out to midfield we're going to give the tackle there to wiley jacobs but i think that's only because hermiston may have tripped over yeah, him
1: yeah that was a good hard run up the middle once again our offensive line is uh, doing a number here um, here early in the second quarter, and uh, they're making their presence uh, felt out there. Gain on a play of 12, that's going to give the Tigers first and 10
0: from their own 47-yard line. Again, I'm Brian Eichelberger along with Chad Rizek, we're 10-08 left in the first half. 6-0, to zero, Tigers on top over the Falcons. Direct snap goes to Hermiston. He'll go up the middle. Defend a little bit better this time. Tackle this time is going to be Calvillage on the tackle. Also in on the play was number 55, Gabriel Hayes. That's about his fifth tackle in the first half alone. Going to give two on the play to Hermiston, so it's going to be second down, eight yards to go from midfield. Wilkins goes over the sideline, comes back in for the play. We're at 9.30 left in the first half. Tigers scored on their last drive. It was a 30-yard touchdown pass from Wilkins to Bierman. in the shotgun is Wilkins. Direct snap though goes to Hermiston. He goes right at the middle of a big hole. He's gonna he's gonna go 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 15. touchdown. Or did he get in? He got in. He
1: at the at the goal line. He's <laughs> hit he <Hayden> <laughs> dove at him, but he got in the end zone. He didn't. He didn't. Must not have felt the footsteps or didn't hear the footsteps. Maybe the wind was blowing through the holes of his ear holes. And uh, but uh, there you saw number 18. He didn't give up and just about stopped him at the one yard line. But uh, big, big, uh, big yardage there, Ike, for uh, Hermiston. And I was trying to see who the lead blocker was,
0: and I believe it was Wilkinson, quarterback, who spun ahead of him mm-hmm. and threw the lead block that got him in the wide open field. That was a great play—a 50-yard touchdown run for Connor Hermiston here in the second quarter with 9.09 left. 12-0 now is the score. Of course, they're going to go for two. Bierman missed the extra point after the first touchdown. And the shotgun is Wilkins. Beside him, Lens in the back. In motion, Elijah. He'll take the handoff. He's trying to get outside. And he will get in for the two-point conversion run. So we've got a score of 14-0 now. Tigers on top. 9.09 left in the first half. So that was a great run by Hermiston. And we talked about it a little bit ago. He just runs hard up the middle. It, he doesn't
1: get tackled by one player, Chad. No, and, and once again, it's, it, it, and it starts with that offensive line. And a lot of times, you know, uh, they don't get a lot of credit. They don't get their names read a lot. But uh, our offensive line there, and you mentioned them at the beginning of the program, uh, they, they certainly opened up a big hole there. There was nobody that really touched him. And once he got off that uh, block led there by Wilkins, he made one cut and he was gone.
0: just a little shout-out to to Connor Hermiston and Niall Shutt. I announce youth football on Sundays. They've done it for many, many years at Tipton, and those two have been in the press box with me since they got done with youth football. They come run the clock for me on Sundays. Um, I'm not sure if that's just because they want to get together and talk about fantasy football on their phones, (laughs) but they do a good job up in the press box for me, and I I appreciate that. Set to kick off is going to be, I believe, Cale Jaron. He will kick off from the 40. The deep backs are going to be number 11 Chase Cruz, and I believe that's also Brock Jambi back there. 14-0, to Tigers on top. They were held on the first series, Tipton was. They didn't get a first down. The next series they go down and score a touchdown, and the next series they go down and score a touchdown. Two big plays, a 30-yard touchdown pass, a 50-yard run. Kick goes to the up back who falls on it at the 34-yard
1: line, and that is number 45, Chase Miller. Yeah, you know, we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the of the, of the in the pregame, too, you know, big plays. And so plus one for the Tigers, you know, big 50-yard run. And, uh, you know, we knew actually maybe two. We, we could probably even call that 30-yard pass from Wilkins to uh, Beerman a big play. I mean, get anytime you can get uh, that type of chunk of yardage on a pass play, you're going to take it. So maybe uh, two to zero for Tigers on big plays. 1st and 10 from the 34 of the Wiseman Muscatine for the Falcons. Straight
0: back to passes, Cruz. He tries to throw it outside at the 45 to Jambi. On the coverage there was Niram. Had he caught that, you were probably looking at maybe a one-yard gain. Yeah,
1: there wasn't much there. Niram kind of sniffed that out and, and got there. And I, I think at first uh, he thought maybe he could go downfield, but uh, we had good coverage downfield.
0: Well, the problem you've got now is now you're against the wind. You were down right. 6-0, now you're down 14-0. If the running game isn't working, that's a lot of passing. And I'm looking at the flag, and it's now coming across almost from a, from a southeast angle, which is almost worse than if it was coming directly at you.
1: That was up. A, yeah, that was an up-back, direct snap to the up-back there.
0: He goes up the middle. He's going to get about four or five yards on the play. It looks like Elijah and Nierman on the tackle. Lake Anderson also went on the tackle. I didn't catch that the was 80, That was 84. It was 84, yep. Jamby. okay, yep, Jamby. Jamby was a carrier. It's going to be third down. A short seven yards to go. Let's call it the 38-yard line of the Falcons. Again, we're down at Richard Payne Field. I'm Brian Eichelberger along with Chad Rizak. 8.32 left in the first half. Tigers on top, 14-0 in game eight of the season for the Tigers. In the shotgun snap goes back to Cruz. He's going to take it up the middle across the 40, out to the 44, 45. Oh, got, got the bounce. And it looks like Hermiston had the big hit. To knock the ball loose, and that was a great play by number three, Caden Schneider, for the Falcons. So they're going to get credit for a first down, but that could have been a costly. Yeah, Cruz, tr-
1: Cruz tried to spin, and as he spun, there was Hermiston right there to make the hit, and uh, he put a good lick on him. And I'm a little surprised that uh, uh, the Falcons have kind of abandoned the run here so early. I mean, it's still still a lot of game to play, you know, and and uh, but they've dropped back and and tried to pass here on the last several downs. First and 10 for the
0: Falcons from their own 45. Again on the shotgun is Cruz. He'll hand off this time to Cavallage. He's coming on the near side. He's trying to get out to the 50. He won't. Knocking him out of bounds again is Connor Hermiston. They're going to knock him out right at the 50. We'll call it midfield. So it's going to be second down. 5 yards to go. Good pursuit on on, on the outside by yeah. the Tigers. And,
1: and that was Bearman ended up going inside and 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 uh you know, he's gonna to have to probably be careful on that uh you know if they let him go inside there he got outside and he did get five yards second and five from midfield for the
0: falcons cruz makes the fake to run he's trying to throw it he's got a man it's complete inside the 40 down to the 35 to the 33 yard line and that's going to be number 21 on the catch dallas vasquez looks like to the tackle there by elijah and comstock and he was very patient there he yep. waited for that play to materialize and it was it was a
1: crossing pattern and he caught him about, what, four yards for the out-of-bounds? He did, yes. And he did a nice job once. He uh, he got initial contact. He kept his uh, feet, put his hand down on the ground, and was able to pick up some extra yardage. Gain on the play. Gives the Falcons first and ten from the
0: 33. They're marching down the field here with 7.47 left in the half. They trail 14-0 the Tigers. Up the middle after the fake is Cruz. That's a nice open field tackle. That's Andrew Comstock on the tackle. Again, one of the leading tacklers for the Tigers. He's done a good job all season
1: long. Yeah, he has. He's, he's done a tremendous job at, at that inside linebacker spot. And uh, um, once again, when, when you have Cruz there, that time Cruz got the snap, he kind of faked it, and then he kept it and went right up the middle. And uh, I don't think we're spying him, but uh, good open field tackle there. And the shotgun on second down, seven yards
0: to go is Cruz. He's going to hand off. This is going to Cavillage. He stood up by Frank Bierman and he'll go down there in the hands of Frank Bierman. I think also in the tackle is going to be
1: Colin Chambliss. Yeah, and there was Comstock there again. Comstock ran down. He kind of over-pursued over it, but uh, made him have to put the brakes on, and then Frank Beerman and, and Chambliss cleaned it, cleaned it up.
0: Well, the key to their running outside is you've got to contain from the outside. Get your
1: linebackers, your
0: linemen to come help you, and, and it's worked so far. They really haven't got outside except that first long run, except for Cruz when they were going the other direction You know, with the, or against the wind. Right. Third down, four yards to go. Cruz is going to take it himself around the left side. He's got a hole. He's got a couple lead blockers. That was a nice, strong run. He had two big horses ahead of him.
1: Yeah, he was real patient there, too. He knew what he needed for yardage for a first down, and he just kind of stayed patient and stayed behind his blockers and uh, was able to pick up that first down. I didn't catch both blockers. One of the blockers on that play was number 50, Max Mashik, and he did a nice job
0: of opening up the hole. And again, that's another first down. First and ten. For the Falcons from the Tiger 20, and they're chewing up a lot of clock on this drive. Six eighteen left in the half. Tigers up 14-0. Getting the shotgun is Cruz. He's going to step back to pass. He throws it over the middle. He lobs it. The pass is up. Is it intercepted? It is. It is. But we have a penalty marker on the field in the secondary. It was intercepted by Peyton Elijah. Well, let's see what the call is. Now he threw that quite a ways so maybe it was an illegal man downfield it could have been Andrew Comstock seems awfully excited number six for the Tigers yeah. like the penalty is against them so we're gonna see it was almost thrown in the linebacker area
1: it wasn't thrown where the pass was thrown deep right that's why I'm thinking it might be man down oh, no holding against the wow correction they're gonna call holding against the Tigers the Tigers
0: maybe comstock didn't see the flag see i thought maybe he yeah. had heard something walking by the official right he must not have seen the flag well they they threw the flag at the 11 that couldn't have been on the intended receiver that had that, to be somebody coming across the middle
1: short that's what i was thinking too the way he threw it there is that uh there must have been something he saw right there at the almost initial line of scrimmage but you know that time i guess defensively we went and got the ball and uh he went up and got it at the high point but uh the Falcons retain, uh, retain the ball. Ball is touching the 10-yard line, so it's first
0: and goal from the 10. The direct snap goes to number 18, Kavalich. He goes hard up the middle. That was some straight-on running. I believe that's Connor Hermiston on the tackle. It is. Going to give him five. That's going to be down to the five-yard line. So we've got second and goal for the Falcons from the Tiger five. That's a big turn of events from an interception to a first and goal.
1: It is. It is. And this is uh, one of those situations where the Tigers are going to have to really uh, – dig in here and uh, try to turn him away. Again, they'll line up in the
0: shotgun with Cruz. Beside him in the backfield is Cavalage. The up back is jammy, spinning as the quarterback, Cruz, he's gonna
1: take it up the middle. He's down close to the goal line. And they did call, they gave him a touchdown. They did Uh, give him the touchdown, I didn't see the
0: signal. The guy all the way across. Ah, way over. Yeah. So that's a touchdown for the Falcons. Nice play, that was a good spinning move. He faked the hand off to Cavalage, spun and went up the middle. That's a five yard touchdown for the Falcons. They're on the board. They trail
1: fourteen to six. Yeah, we got uh, had some player substitution uh, uh, situation there. We didn't get one of our defensive players on the field maybe as quickly as we wanted. So it looks like they're going to go for two as well here, Ike. They are
0: in the backfield. You've got Cavillage and Cruz. The snap goes to Cruz. He's run all the way to the right side. He's trying to get in. He's got a great lead block. That was an exceptional lead block from Cavalage and Jambi, his two running backs, and his pulling lineman, which was number 50, Max Mashek. So that's eight points on the board for the Falcons. So they come back, and if they go against the wind for a long drive. It's now 14-8. to eight. The Tigers are on top of the Falcons with 531 left in the first half. So Cruz really ran the offense well that time no bad decisions on any
1: throws and even the throw that was intercepted he was open for a period of time for a period of time yeah I think that maybe the wind held the ball up there a little bit uh, Elijah did a nice job of going and attacking that ball at the high point and coming down with interception just unfortunately we must have held another held a receiver somewhere coming uh, as a secondary uh, receiver uh, and uh, unfortunately the Tigers uh, gave them another four downs and they were able to score well, it's almost like their
0: offensive coordinator heard you say that they've kind of abandoned the running game because all of a sudden they went back to the running yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And they, they basically ran, besides that twelve or thirteen yard gain uh, that went to number twenty-one Vasquez. Pretty much they ran that whole drive, and they were getting him in chunks of five, six yards.
1: Yeah, yeah. They did a nice job of moving the ball down the down the field, and and once again this is uh you know early in the you know well I guess now it's five thirty one here in the second quarter. Tigers can uh, hopefully you know respond here. Maybe we get a little uh get a good return here by Lenz or Hermiston or one of those guys and uh, give us good field position uh, and take it from there. Calvary set the kick off in the 40. It's kind of a pooch kick,
0: it bounces to Hermiston of the 23. He's out for the 30, the 35, bangs forward about to about the 38-yard line. On the tackle there, I believe was number 45, Chase Miller. He's on the tackle for the Falcons. Ball's gonna be spotted at the 38-yard line at Tipton. They're going to have first and ten, and we'll see how they react after the Falcons came down and put eight on the board against them. Again, it's a beautiful night for football. Besides our breeze, good crowd on both sides of the ball. We're down at Richard Payne Field, the Wise and Muscatine High School, in the shotgun for the Tigers. It's Wilkins. He'll hand off the Lens. He tries to go outside now, cuts it back in the middle. Kind of lost his footing. I. I don't notice he was necessarily tackled there
1: by Caden Schneider. I think he just
0: kind of lost his footing on the turf.
1: Yeah, I didn't see. I saw number six come flying in there, but uh, nevertheless, Lenz got uh, taken down, and Tigers are behind the stakes here a little bit. It's going to be second down, 11 yards to go. We'll give a
0: loss of one on that play. Second and 11 from the 37. Out wide to the left, you're going to have Peyton Elijah. In the slot is Lenz. The up back is Anderson. The quarterback, Wilkins. Direct snap goes to Bierman. He cuts up the middle. He's got a big gain. He's down to, uh, to about the 44-yard line, I should say. Jambi on the tackle. Also in the tackle, Chase Cruz.
1: Yeah, you see most most guys on both teams are playing both ways. We do have a few guys on the on the Tiger team that just play offense or defense. But uh, for the most part, uh, you see guys on the Falcons that are playing both offense and defense. So well, We can just wear them down here as the game goes on. Ball's going to be spotted at the 43-yard line. Third down. Four yards to
0: go. And the shotgun this time is Elijah. In the backfield beside him is lens, Spinning is Elijah. He'll hand off on a counter. It's almost as though they were anticipating that. Bierman took the handoff, but he was met right in the hole by Maxwell McCulley
1: and he makes a stop. Yeah, that was a big third down there. And uh, you know, we uh in the weeks past we've talked about some big third downs, but Number six was right there, Maxwell McCauley, as you said, and uh, was waiting for uh, Bierman. Fourth
0: down, six yards to go into punt on fourth down. Peyton Elijah, the blocking back ahead of him is Hermiston. The deep back is Cruz to return the punt. Kind of a wobbly punt. Again, it goes over Cruz's head. Is it going to roll into the end zone? It is going to be downed at about the one-foot line, isn't it? That's a heck of a punt. It's inside the one. That was a great punt. That is a... Well, let's call it the one yard line, so let's call that a 57 yard punt. And again, it kind of got over Cruz's head, and we probably got an extra 15. That's what we got on the first punt.
1: Yeah, that wasn't necessarily uh, what we would consider Peyton's best punt, but uh, got over his head end over end. And our uh, uh, special teams coverage did a nice job of getting down there and downing it uh, just inside the one yard line. So they're going to have to go 99 and a half yards here with 334.
0: Let's see how our line reacts to this. We got Leisure, Chamless, Beerman up there. We've got an official's timeout on the field. I believe we may have an equipment. Anderson's got to go out I think he's got to may have a problem with the chin strap, it looks like that's what the officials were saying. Coming oh, yeah. into the game for him, it looks like Brendan Leaper's gonna come in as linebacker spot. Again, it's first and ten for the Falcons from inside their own one yard line. Here with three thirty four left in the half. The direct snap goes to Cavillage. He's trying to run hard. He's trying to just to get some real estate to get out from the goal posts. I think he's going to get out to about the three, isn't he, Chad? Yeah, he didn't get much. Looked like maybe Beerman in on the tackle. Looked like Leeper might have been in on that tackle. It's going to be a second down, eight yards to go. We'll call it the, uh, the two-yard line. Again, on the shotgun is Cruz. Beside him in the backfield is Cavalage. The direct snap goes to Cavali. He tries to go up the middle. He is tackled right away.
1: Yeah, Jesse Leeser got a big paw on him and held him up, and uh, that was a nice job. And he he held him up and and cut the maybe the gain down to one or two yards versus maybe three or four. So big third down here, Ike. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. Maybe the Tigers aren't taking a time out here with having three timeouts to give us enough time. Maybe they'll do it after this play here. Uh, to save some time because uh, certainly want them to punt into the wind and uh, Give us good field position. So big third down here for the Falcons That was two big tackles by a leap or two that just came into the game for Anderson Third down six
0: yards to go from the five and the shotgun is Cruz He takes a snap he drops back in the end zone putting pressure Is Beerman, passes a screen over the middle He doesn't have any blockers away ahead of him, but he's gonna go out past the 20 to the 26 yard line And that's Jambi on the catch And on the tackle was Jackson Murphy that had the look of a screen pass, but no blockers.
1: Okay. Yeah, they left everybody, and we got we got somebody down injured here for the Tigers. I think that's Connor Hermiston. I believe it is, and he's holding, at the time, his
0: maybe his right ankle. Now he's asking to help me up right away, so maybe could have fell awkwardly and maybe thought it was worse than it was, but they're going to keep him down on the ground. Coach Langenfeld's out there, and again, we got going so quickly, we didn't even mention our coaches for tonight's game. Of course, the head coach for the Falcons, Eric Gobby, assisted by Mike Gronwald, Kesey Cantrell, and Ron Wagner. Of course, our coach for the Tigers in his first year, Mark Langenfeld. Assistants, Rich Fisher, Darren Lenz, Max Mathias, Anthony Adams, Eric Irons, and Jake Morris. They all do an exceptional job at all levels as as some of those gentlemen coach the JV and fresh soft as well.
1: Yeah, going back to that play, Ike, you know, we had pressure on Cruz there and it seemed like maybe we, you know, we we obviously forgot somebody there in the middle. He was standing there wide open, and so it was kind of like a, a, you know, not necessarily you know run a screen from your own three yard line, but uh, nevertheless they were a big third down. They were able to pick up first down yardage. So sitting here with two minutes and eight seconds left, they got another set of downs here, and I'm sure that uh, they'll try to score here before the half. Getting help
0: off the field is Connor Hermiston and. That's not a good sign. Uh, obviously, we never want to see a player get hurt, but with Niles Shadd not in the game tonight, that's two big horses, uh, you know, that aren't yep. in the game for you right now. After the big gain on the pass play of about 22 yards, the Falcons will have first and ten from their own 27-yard line. 2:08 left in the first half here. Tigers are on top, 14 to eight over and muscatine here Richard Payne Field. Snap goes to the quarterback. He's got a lead blocker and Cavillage. Cruz will try to take it outside. He will not make it out to the 30. We're going to give him a couple yards on that. Lake Anderson on the tackle along with Jesse Leisure.
1: Yeah, this is a, one of those situations here, getting closer to halftime and stuff, that uh, certainly want our Tiger defense to step up and uh, uh, get a stop, see if we can't put some pressure on them, get them behind the sticks in a situation here. We've got a minute 37 left. Neither team has
0: used a timeout. I believe they have their full allotment left, but our clock is running minute 30. Second and eight for the Falcons from their own 29. Spinning as a quarterback, he'll go up the middle. He's gonna get a nice gain and first down yardage out across the 40. Where he's tackled by the legs by Peyton Elijah. Out to the 41. That was a nice gain of 12. And again, now they're working some clock. We're a minute 20 left in the half. Already lined up in the shotgun is Cruz. He's gonna hand off to Kavlich. He'll come on the near side. He's out across the 40, the 45, across midfield. That's going to be a holding penalty. Bierman on the tackle, and I think the player knows it. I believe that holding penalty is going to be back here on number six, Maxwell McCulley, who held Comstock. Yeah, that's uh,
1: the second flag. I'm not sure what was down here or not. But uh, we're going to have holding. Must have been holding both both times.
0: Unless maybe the official there saw it and was just throwing the flag, didn't realize the first official threw it. Well, that's a costly penalty because it's back at the 39. So let's say they mark it off directly from there. We're back just inside the 30. You've got to get across midfield. We're going to be looking at about a first and 21. And again, our clock is now down to a minute and 11 left in the first half. 14 to 8. Tigers on top of the Falcons. It is going to be a first and about 22 yards from just inside the Falcons' own 30. Again, on the shotgun will be Cruz. In the backfield is Cavalage. The up back is Jambi. Snap goes back in a shotgun to Cruz. He's going to drop straight back. He's looking up the middle. Good pressure by Leisure. He's going to now keep it. The tackle is going to be made by Brendan Leaper. Niram had a chance to get him at the 30, but Leaper finished him
1: off about the 35. Yeah, we we he was able to run through a few hand tackles there, but then uh, you had Comstock uh, and Leaper that didn't uh, try to hand tackle. They got their shoulder pads on him and uh, were able to drive him back there. We've got a timeout in the field that was called for by the Falcons. That's their first
0: one. We're at fifty-one seconds left in the half. It's a fourteen-to-eight ball game. A good ball game. I thought the Tigers, when they went up 14-0, you had the Falcons going into the wind. Things didn't look good. They drove it down the field, ran most of the way, got the nice two-point conversion run from Cruz, and we got a good ball game.
1: Yeah, they kind of be, were able to steal some of the momentum that we had. Uh Gained by taking uh, that 14-point lead on that uh, Connor Hermiston 50-yard touchdown run, but uh, you know they stayed composed, and like I said, it seemed like they were abandoned in the run. They came out and ran uh, through the ball, but then they settled back in and were able to uh, march the, the ball down the field. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they play these last 51 seconds after this down here. Tigers, maybe well they'll use the timeout.
0: Second and 17 for the Falcons from their own 34. 51 seconds left in the half. Snap goes to Cruz. He drops back to pass. This time he was trying to screen the other way the pass is complete to Vasquez He
1: had some lead blockers, but Naram made a great play. Yeah, great play there He was able to get off of a ta- off of a blocker and uh, Once again did a tremendous job of, of more or less one on three one on four out there No gain on that play
0: and it was set up pretty well. He had about three lead blockers that makes it third and 17 We're down to 26 seconds and the clock is running. It's taken a long time for this play to get into the game. It looks like maybe they're going to run it down to maybe just have one more play. Is that maybe what they're thinking? That might be so what they're they going do. So that they don't want the Tigers yep. to have a chance to call a timeout to get the ball back. So we've got seven
1: seconds left on the clock. I think they're going to go into halftime satisfied in a 14-8 ball game. And they do. I thought there was a
0: differential there on the, the game clock, but there wasn't with the play clock. But we are at the half. 14 to eight, Tigers on top. Kind of a strange ending there. They were going yeah. down the field, took the big, big holding penalty that yeah. really stopped that drive. And and again, now we're at the half, and it's 14 to eight, Tigers over the Wyzenmuscatine. at Richard Paynefield. I'm Brian Eichelberger, along with Chad Rezac. And well, it's running, Chad. We thought it'd be running in the first half. It was mostly running. Um, if you recap the scoring quickly, looking at what happened in the first quarter, we had a 30-yard pass with about 3:23 left. That was from Wilkins. To Beerman, he drug a defender in the end zone to make it 6-0. Beerman missed the extra point attempt. He had plenty of distance, but it was off to the right. Then in the second quarter, it was a big 50-yard run with a great lead block from Wilkins for Connor Hermiston. That was with 9.09 left to make it 12-0. Then the two-point conversion run was by Peyton Elijah. He came to the near side, got in the end zone untouched to make it 14-0. And then with 531 left in the half, Falcons got on board. It was a five-yard run. By their quarterback Chase Cruz, and he also got the two-point conversion run to make the score eight to fourteen, and it's
1: a you know one-possession game, one-possession ball game, and they get to come out and uh, get the ball at the start of the second half. So, you know, it'll be a, a game of adjustments here, uh, here at halftime, and uh, you know around the league, just uh, some other games that we're probably uh, interested in. Um, Wilton is up thirty nothing on Columbus Junction. Mount Vernon is up thirty-seven zero on West Burlington. Um, look, I think that Comanche-West Liberty game, last time I saw it was 7-7. So those are some games that we might be interested in here early on. Regina's up 21 nothing over um, Jessup. North Cedar 13-7 over Beckman. So those are, and like I said, I think that Comanche game, uh, West Liberty was
0: 7-7. We've got some stats here courtesy of Chris Pross. For Tipton and for our, uh, the Falcons, and we're looking at rushing yards pretty similar. 100 yards on the ground basically for both teams. Tipton's having a little bit more per carried, about seven, seven times each time they touch the ball. Three and a half for the other team. Um, you know, you look at total plays, 17 for the Tigers, a lot more plays for the Falcons but they haven't advanced the ball as well as the Tigers have. Zero turnovers on both sides. We nearly had the interception for Elijah, but there was that holding penalty in the defensive secondary, which nullified that, and that turned into be a huge play after they go in and score the five-yard touchdown. So third-down conversions is in big for the Falcons. They're 7-10 on third-down conversions where we're 1-4. Of, of course, we have one sack on the game. That was Frank Bierman, but it's pretty much what we thought. Nothing's really going through the air except for that 30-yard touchdown pass. It's, it's ground game.
1: Yeah, ground game and and you know other than you know once again a, some big third down conversions and and uh, nothing bigger than that uh, one right there before half where uh, it kind of looked like a middle screen or a, you know a guy left unguarded and and uh, he was able to pick up enough for a first down where we were hoping maybe to to get the ball back before halftime. Looking at some of the
0: stats in terms of passing. Blake Wilkins was 2 for 2 for 45 yards in the first half. Both passes went to Frank Beerman. He has two catches for 45 yards in passing. Cruz for the Falcons, 4 for 11 for 62 yards. JMB caught 2 for 34. Dallas Vasquez had 2 for 18, rushing the ball. Connor Hermiston, 4 carries, 72 yards, had the 50-yard touchdown, but we'll see if he comes back. He was helped off the field. Looked like I thought maybe an ankle injury, but it's hard to tell as he was getting helped off the field. Lenz has 6 carries for 15 yards. Wilkins, 1 for 10 up the middle. Cruz, the quarterback for the Falcons, ten carries, 80 yards. Um, other than that, they really don't have a lot on the ground. He's pretty much a majority of their ground game. Um, th- their other running backs got a few yards in Cavalage, uh, but their lead back is Cruz. Um, yeah. it, he doesn't have much through the air, but they they don't really. That they're here to run the ball, and they're going to keep trying that. And and even when they were behind, when we thought they were abandoning the run, they didn't abandon the run.
1: No, they just I think it was like they were trying to maybe loosen up our defense a little bit and uh, cause us to. Uh, Maybe, you know, get eight, nine guys out of the box. And, and the one thing that I've been impressed of, uh, with in terms of L&M, especially crews and, and such, is they're very patient runners. You know, you, you know that it looks like they want to get to the sideline, but they're not afraid to run it back up the middle and, and get those cutbacks and, and stuff. But, uh, you know, the Tigers defensively, once, once again, are doing a, a pretty good job. Um, and uh, offensively, once again, you know, we talked about big plays, um, we'll have to see what what it looks like here in the second half for the Tigers. Again, we're at the half. I'm Brian Eichelberger along with Chad Rezac. 14 to eight here, Richard Payne Field, down Lewis
0: and Muscatine High School on a on a windy night. I don't think the wind is any gustier, but it it appears it's kind of blowing that same maybe 15, 20 miles an hour of the gust a little bit. And it's kind of coming across the field from the southeast, um, so not directly at you. And you could kind of tell on that last punt by Elijah that wobbler that the he was with the wind at his back. We thought but it was wobbling. I think the wind played more of a role coming across that um, than we probably know. Again, a big thanks to to Chris Pruss. He always brings up the stats for us. And in this case, he didn't have to walk very far. Some games he's got to walk quite a ways for us up to the press box, but (laughs) we appreciate bringing up the stats. He brings them up at halftime for us. And and then at the end of the game, and we're hoping, depending on how the game plays out at the end, and uh, uh, we're hoping to get coach Langenfeld up here for a quick interview for the post game afterwards. We'll see how things go for him. He's got, he's got some important matters to take care of with the team, but we'll see if he can sneak up here for a, for a couple minutes with us.
1: Yeah, so make sure that uh, don't uh, turn us off after this, this ball game. Uh, stay tuned uh, and uh, see what Coach Lingenfeld hope you know, hopefully we're talking about a W and, and hopefully uh, that game uh, that we're interested in, Comanche West Liberty Comanche is up 13-7 uh, with about a minute to go before halftime, it looks like, uh, on the update. And again, we're at the half with 9.32
0: left. We've got the Falcon Marching Band out at midfield. A nice-sized band for the Falcons doing a nice job. Again, it's 14 to 8 is our score. Let's be sure to thank our sponsors again. Again, without them, these Tiger Casts wouldn't be possible, and we sure appreciate their help. Subway and Tipton invite you to stop in and try their new Pit Smoke brisket Sandwich. Grownwall Tiling and Excavating provides pattern tiling and hole repair. Back with 40 years of experience, like Glenn or Merle, handle your excavating, scraper, and dozer work needs. Keller's Furniture, knowledge of furniture, bedroom, and dining room. Furnishing sets them high above the competition. You can see them for your next home project. Jeff Wallach, Realtor and Auctioneer, offers expertise with home purchase or sale. Estate Farmer Auction, see Jeff Wallach, your cornerstone real estate consultant in Tipton and the surrounding area. Dexter Dozing and Scraping offers farm drainage and more. Best of luck to Tipton this season. Citizens Bank in Tipton invites you to come bank with them. Check out their current specials on checking savings and loans by going to their website at www.citizensbankia.com. Twisted Oaks Fencing provides barbed, woven, high tensile, continuous, and guardrail fencing. Perry Hills Assisted Living is a quality skilled nursing home offering short and long term stays. DS Webb Company provides a wide range of accounting services to individuals and businesses and focuses on tax preparation and consulting. Best of luck to Tipton and Crystal Electrical Services gladly sponsors Tipton schools and community events. Best Select this season from
1: Crystal Electrical Services. We'd also like to thank Lada Harrison Tipton. Lada Harrison Tipton offers a wide range of services because their firm is locally owned. Their clients benefit by getting personalized quality service beyond comparison. Orock Motors is your local Ford dealer serving Tipton and surrounding communities. Orock Motors reinvesting in the Tipton community. Community State Bank can make your online banking experience easy, fast, and secure. Community State Bank is your hometown bank and more. H&H Auto can handle your small and large auto repairs. See Jeremy or Brandt for your next repair. Liberty Trust and Savings Bank in Durant now offers mobile banking, check balances, transfer funds, and review your account when you need to. All-Boss Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling can protect your health and safety with various cooling, heating, and geothermal options. The Tipton Booster Club invites you to get involved. Speak to any booster member about volunteering and contributing to the efforts of Tipton Sports. Cedar County Garage Doors provides quality doors for residential and commercial needs and is there when you need them for your next repair. And HD Klein Equipment offers you used or new farm equipment and services such as power washing and delivery. HD Klein Equipment has locations in West Liberty, Tipton, and Iowa City. And again, we're at the half. The Falcon Marching Band performing
0: out on the field, doing a great job. 6.49 left in our halftime. 14-8 14-8 to eight is the score. Tigers are on top of the Falcons. on uh, In a well-played first half, no turnovers, a near interception, but but again, it was taken back by a holding penalty. There was a fumble. They recovered their own fumble, so they've had a couple near turnovers. We we haven't as of yet. Uh, you know, I think some of the keys for us are going to be, uh, obviously, if you listen to our pregame in the first half, you know now shut is not playing tonight. Hurt his knee Tuesday night at practice, according to, to Coach Lenz. Had an MRI today. We won't know what's up with that till Monday. We also don't know what's wrong with Connor Hermiston who went down with about, what, three minutes left in the yep. first half, and he was having an exceptional half both offensively. He's got 72 yards, including a 50-yard touchdown, and defensively he had a series where I believe he had three or four tackles
1: in a row. Yeah, those are guys Are once again, we have that next man in mentality, and, you know, Brendan Leeper came in and, and uh, got his name mentioned several times right away. Gillen Holing, same thing. Uh, we're just going to have to, you know, continue to uh, those guys that have been you know, waiting for their opportunity. Uh, here's their opportunity to step in and and uh, take care of business. And and you know, once again, our senior leadership and those guys that have been on the field night in and night out are going to have to guide these guys and, and just uh, you know take care of business. Well, you beat me to the punch. It's it's all, you know the, the old adage is next man up
0: always. And and each time that someone had to come in off the sideline, they did they did a great job for the Tigers. And they really, even though they let up that long drive. They really didn't ever lose containment outside. Most of the heavy runs came up the middle, maybe a completion or two on the outside, maybe that 12-yard run to Vasquez. But other than that, defensively, they kept everything inside. That Just that one series, Cruz just did an exceptional job of spinning, hanging on the ball, faking it at the last minute, and taking it up the middle.
1: Yeah, and, and I think the one thing that hopefully that uh, we're talking about at halftime is is our best, our best defense is going to be our offense. If our offense can sustain some good long drives, keep our defense off the field, and uh, maintain that uh, six-point cushion, uh, is going to be very important. And, and really, right out of the the, the halftime, we're going to our defense is going to, you know, be well rested. We got to come out and get a three-and-out or produce a turnover or something. Uh, so that our offense can go out and do their job and, and extend that lead back up to, you know, whether it's 12 or, or 13 or 14 points. Well, you know, if you look at both what these teams are
0: averaging per game in rushing offense per game, you know, Tipton's at well above 300 at 344 a game. The Wies at 222. They're about halfway to their total. They're right around 100 yard. We're obviously a little bit less than where we'd like to be. But give them credit; they've done a good job defensively on us as well. We've talked about number 55, Gabriel Hayes. He's probably got a half dozen tackles in the first half. Cruises came up in the secondary. Uh, Jambies came up and made some hits. So they knew what we're going to do.
1: Yeah, they definitely. And, and, and once again, it's, it's going to have to be a situation where we're going to have to have Lens, uh, you know, break one here, or you know, Frank's going to need to get a few more touches and such. And and uh, you know we got the horses. You know Wilkins hasn't really run the spinner back keeper yet, which usually he gets. You know five, six, seven, eight yards at a time when he runs a spinner back uh, uh, option keeper there. So you know once again we have options. I think that just we kind of got out of sync there um, when we gave the ball back to them late. Um, we went three and out, and uh, which was you know kind of in some instances uncharacteristic of of what we normally. Uh, do on the offensive side yeah
0: yeah and again you know the guys that came in contributed you know the the conditions I thought would play a bigger role I think you did too Chad but we really haven't seen the wind come into play punts into the wind have went okay punts with the wind at the back because it's kind of off the side have kind of wobbled a bit but both teams have scored going into the wind yep. Tigers on a 30-yard touchdown and of course they got a five-yard touchdown run from Cruz so it really hasn't come into play at all like we thought it would
1: Yeah, and and we'll have to continue to kind of watch it here because it doesn't seem like it's let up too much here. But uh, um, hopefully we can, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if we take the wind here in the third quarter or if we uh, wait until the fourth and take the quarter uh, at the end of the, or take the wind at the end of the game tonight.
0: I'm trying to look out as the Tigers are warming up. I'm trying to see if I can see Connor Hermiston out there. Um, I don't. He very well may be out there warming up. I just haven't seen him yet out there warming up. Of course, that's a big key for us. You know, the great thing is going into this game, when you're undefeated in the district, the words, you control your own destiny. The Tigers control their own destiny. If they win out, they're obviously in. Chad's mentioned this scenario tonight. If command stays ahead and beats West Liberty and we win tonight, it really doesn't matter what happens in last week. But at the same time, you want to go in on a winning streak you want to go in playing well so i don't think it's going to mean any less to the tigers next week because it's quite an honor to go undefeated in your district
1: yeah it is and and once again it's it's one of those situations where you know we we most of these guys that are playing tonight were a part of that six and three team last year and just missed out on the playoffs which you kind of alluded to in, in the pregame as well so um they played a big, big part in the in our success last year, and they're playing a big part in, in this year's success. And so, um, yeah, I, I know that they, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they would much rather go uh, undefeated and go into that playoff uh, with that undefeated streak. And like you mentioned, you know, nothing like playing at home uh, on your own field. Exactly. These in field uh, During tournament time.
0: Yep, exactly. And, of course, we have one game left at home. We'll have a doubleheader next Friday night. You're... You should listen to the Tiger Cast. Of course, next week it's going to be Matt Narum jumping again with Chad Rizak. We'll be at our place, and hopefully the temperature is kind of like tonight. Yeah. You never, you never know in Iowa. We dropped, we dropped pretty low last week, and we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. But all in all, like you said, it's been a great weather season. We had some nice warm days starting out. Almost, yep. if you ask the coaches, probably a little too warm right. on a couple of Friday nights. But, but overall, pretty good. I don't think it's a good sign because I don't think I'm seeing. Connor Hermerson out there. Yeah. Now, I, I very well may not be seeing him, but he's such an active player. We would be seeing him out warming up right now, and I do not see him out on the field. So that hurts along with Niall Shutt not playing tonight. But, again, Leapers stepped up. Honig stepped up. They've, they've switched in a few more players. Lake Anderson's kind of moved up to that position yep. a little bit. So it's been a good uh, a good team effort. But we're at uh, 14-8, to Tigers on top. Over the Falcons, we're at 247 here left. In the first half, and it's a again. You and I talk about this every fall because we have such good fall sports at Tipton. It's it's a great year going for the cross country team. Yeah, you know they you had, bet. they had a great meet earlier this week for conference. You know, the volleyball team struggled a little bit last night in the conference tournament, lost in the quarterfinals. But you know they've got bigger and better things next week coming up, and when the tourney starts in Class Three A. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. You know the the the, the Tipton boys cross country team is. If you haven't heard, they they won the conference championship. And then you had also the individual conference champion in uh, Caleb Shoemaker. Um, And then, once again, the Tiger cross-country teams will be uh, heading to North Fayette Valley next Thursday. The boys um, will be running. uh, The other ranked teams there will be number 11, commands, number 13, Cresco Crestwood. Number 18 North Fayette Valley, and on the girls' side, the girls had a nice conference meet. They uh, finished fourth overall. Um, they'll be running against uh, Starmon, who's ranked number seven. Walcon 13, Cresco's 14, and and the Tigers come in there at number 20. And the top three teams um, advance onto the state uh, cross country championships down at Fort Dodge uh, the following weekend. And and uh, you know. The girls are peaking right at the right time. They've been running really well. The boys, uh, once again, uh, consistently have three runners in the top ten, and then their four and five are are right there. We scored, I think it was 30 points the other night. That's the second lowest score in uh, the conference history. I think uh, Monticello back in, I think they said, what was it, 2013, scored a 28, I believe. Wow. So, um, yeah, our, our cross country teams are rocking it right now. Your swimmers—they're going to be heading to Linmar. Um, they found out late Thursday night that they'll be swimming uh, state qualifying regional meet at Linmar uh, in Marion. The Tigers currently are ranked uh, have three relays ranked, um, and they take uh, what is it—the relays under the state qualifying 32 teams uh, that they do take the state. So we have uh, some good chances there with our swimmers as well. And uh, then you had mentioned our uh, volleyball team. They will be hosting um, uh, South Tama. I'm not sure when that starts. Ike. Wednesday the 23rd. Wednesday, Wednesday the 23rd. Yep. Wednesday the 23rd. So we'll, so we'll be hosting South Tama uh, for our young ladies that finished second at state last year. They've been ranked. They uh, have been ranked in the top five all year, and uh, they'll start their Tournament time Wednesday, as you said, against South Tama. And you can be sure to listen to that here on the TigerCast. That'll be uh, that'll be Jamie
0: Meyer, Ryan Stonebreaker. I believe that'll start right about 7 o'clock. And speaking of starting, we're about ready to start the second half. It looks like Tipton will kick off. Again, I believe they won the coin toss. They received the opening kick. So the Falcons will receive the kick. They trail 14-8 to 8 as we start out our third quarter. Cale Giron is set to kick off. The deep backs. Back about the 7-yard line for the Falcons. To our left is Chase Cruz along with Brock Jambi. Again, we're set to start the third quarter. I'm Brian Eichelberg along with Chad Rezac here at Richard Payne Field. and Muscatine football field that sits right between the high school and the elementary. A nice-looking football field down here. Beautiful press box. The kick goes to Jambi at the 9. He's across the 15. He's trying to get outside of the 20. He's out at the 25. He's out across the 30. That was a nice tackle there by number 23, Caleb Naram for the Tigers. They're going to spot the ball right at the 30-yard line. That's where the Falcons will have it. First and 10, they're going left to right in front of us. Cruz will be a quarterback. He's been working out of the shotgun all night, and the backfield generally has been Cavalage deep in the backfield. The up-back has been Jamby. Jamby is still the up-back. Out in the slot is Cavalage. Now he's in motion to the near side. He's going to take the handoff. No, he's not. Cruz is going up the middle. That was a good fake,
1: but it didn't fool number 51, Gillen Honing. You no, mentioned his name at the no, half. That's right. You know, that's, that's one of those situations. Jesse Leisure and Gillen Honing were right there waiting for him. They saw that, probably had talked about it, that guy goes in motion. Once again, you know, that mantra, do your job, they stayed home and they did their job. No
0: gain on the play. It's going to be 2nd and 10 for the Falcons. They'll be at their own 30-yard line.
1: I do see number 30 over there. He is jogging on the sideline, trying to look like he's trying to get his foot loosened up a little bit. Looks like Brendan Leaper is standing in there at that middle linebacker spot at the time being. Snap goes back to Cruz. He passes over the middle. It's complete.
0: Leaper is on the tackle. That's out across the 40-yard line, making the catch there. Caden Schneider. That was a nice play, a very patient throw there. He waited for him to get open over the middle, and it was a good gain. Gives him 1st and 10 for the Falcons from their own 40. 11.05 left in the third quarter, 14-8, bringing in the play for the Falcons. It'll be their wideout, Wiley Jacobs. He gives it to the quarterback, Cruz. He'll direct the huddle. They come up to the line. Their center is Cole Newsom in the shotgun. Cruz, the snap goes back to him. He's got some lead blockers. He's out across the 40, across midfield, down the sideline. 40, 35, down to about the 31-yard line. Depending on where he goes out of bounds, they may give him inside the 30. On the tackle there is Caleb
1: Nerum, along with maybe Jackson Murphy.
0: Do we have a penalty marker on the field? I, I don't, see the officials uh, talking,
1: but I don't see a flag. I don't see a flag either. That I was looking, looking too, but. We are no. going to have a flag, and it is holding against the Falcons. Oh the flag is, is here at the forty oh, two. It's out of dude, bounds. It's
0: out of bounds. So they threw it at the forty two, but we couldn't see it on the playing maybe field. Maybe it went
1: maybe the wind took it. It might it might have. <laughs> the wind is blowing towards us. I was looking that's what I was looking I was looking for a flag because I a couple of games ago I did I made some made a call and I was like, Oh, then there's the hanky and it was forty yards away from the play, but uh, big big early flag here. You talk about a penalty, that is a forty plus yard penalty me... from where
0: they would have been just inside the thirty to back at their own 30 after that penalty's marched off the holding penalty is 10 yards from the spot of the foul it's not going to be first and 21 for the falcons from their own 29 in the shotgun Cruz he spins goes up the middle that was a good block on frank beerman again he's outside 40 45 50 down the sideline near going to try to tackle him he takes him out of bounds at the 40 yard line with some help from peyton elijah good hard running
1: Good hard running by him there, and, and kind of similar play, same hole. So it looks like maybe they've found a little bit of a weak spot in our Tiger defense because they're running to their right side, our left side, defensively. Well, when you follow up a 40-yard penalty with a 31-yard run, it helps. Yes, First it and 10 for the Falcons from
0: the Tiger, 40-yard line, 10.30 left in the third quarter, 14 to 8, Tigers on top. Snap goes to Cruz, he spins, goes up the middle after the fake handoff of coverage is inside the 35, down to the 30. He's inside the 30, and he dives to about the 27-yard line. I believe that's near him on the tackle also, and on the tackle there, I believe, was Lake Anderson. We're going to have a timeout on the field called for by Tipton, I believe. I think they've seen enough yeah. on this drive.
1: That's, once again, that's not a bad bad decision. You know, They uh, had the momentum. They kind of took it away with that hold, and now they've, they've regained it two back-to-back uh, uh, first downs. Uh, on single runs, running hard, running by Cruz. We're at 10:23 here, left in the
0: third quarter. It's 14 to eight. Tigers are on top of the Falcons, but it's a nice drive right now for the Falcons. They kind of went forward, went backwards with a penalty. Now they're going forward
1: again, and again they're doing it the way that we thought they would. They're running the ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's just it seems like it seems that Frank is kind of getting caught inside. They're letting him go inside, and we're not getting. We're not getting the right type of pursuit that we need out of our, our uh, uh, linebackers there. You ha- so we've had um, Comstock has moved out to Hermiston's position. Now, Hermiston is back on the field here. That's great to see. So that's good to see, knowing that maybe maybe just a sprained ankle. and, and It, it he looks can...
0: like a heavy wrap on his right ankle is what it looks like, and that, that's how he was kind of jogging on the sideline. It's going to be first and ten after the timeout for the Falcons from the Tiger 28. Falcons are driving, 10-23 left in the third quarter. Fourteen to eight, Tigers on top again. I'm Brian Eichenberger with Chad Rizack. Snap goes to Cruz. He's going to keep it up. Another fumble. That fumble was forced by Frank Bierman. Who's got it? I believe the Tigers have it.
1: Was that Comstock? Well, it was either Comstock or Honig. So they both they, they, they were both, both got right up there. really excited. They were both it. right there. So, but but once again, Frank Bierman. And let's just give the credit to the coaches there. They yep. called that timeout. Got yep. to settled down and and. Uh, First turnover of the game and a big turnover as uh, they were they were marching on us They were after they fumble which is the first
0: turnover of the game by both teams It's going to be first and ten for the Tigers from their own 27 yard line in the shotgun is Wilkins back beside him is lens the back Anderson direct snap goes to lens. He'll take it up the middle Not a lot on that play. They met him head-on number six there Ike That was a nice tackle there by Maxwell McCulley Lenz has had a tough time going up the middle today. He has. He has. They've made it it rough for him. Second down. Let's go nine yards to go from the 28. We'll give Lenz one on the previous play. Wilkins in the huddle directing the team. He'll work out of the shotgun again out wide to the left. We've got Peyton Elijah in the slot as Lenz in the backfield. The direct snap goes to Frank Bierman. He's met right away. I believe that's number 50 on the tackle. Max Mashek was the first person in there. I believe also number 55, Gabriel Hayes, was in on it.
1: Yeah, it looks like our our uh, running backs are having to wait for the ball a little bit, and, and it looks like the ball's not getting by, back there as quickly, and the defense is actually getting good penetration, and our runners aren't able to, get moving.
0: I noticed that right away with Frank on that one. He didn't hit the hole right away. No. It was no. almost like he was waiting for it to open up, and they closed the gap in a hurry. 9 7 left in the third. 14-8. Tigers on top. They've got a third and eight now from their own 29 against the Falcons. Back to pass out of the shotgun is Wilkins. He's looking deep. He has nobody. He's going to go outside. He's still looking to pass. He throws it over the middle. It's
1: complete. That's Frank Bierman. That's a nice gain. That's for a first and ten, I believe, out to the 39. That was a nice job of Blake Wilkins keeping his eyes down the field. He didn't panic. He moved his pocket. Frank Bierman in that big six-foot-four frame just sat down. He had a defender behind him. Good hands by Frank Bierman and a first down for the Tigers here. That's a nice play. The tackle on that play was
0: made by Caden Schneider. That was a very patient Wilkins at quarterback. That was. He wanted to go deep on the near side here. He didn't have it. He patiently waited. I bet he held the ball for maybe eight, nine seconds yeah. there. First and ten from the thirty eight for the Tigers. Dropping back is Wilkins. This time he's got a man out here. It's over his head. That was intended for
1: Peyton Elijah on the coverage there was number six, Maxwell
0: McCulley, but it was open.
1: Yeah. Number twenty one put some pressure on him and he couldn't get his hip hips swiveled around. And just you know, what makes that First down pass, or that third down pass, really big is is it didn't give the ball right back to uh, L and M, and we got another four down set here, and that was one of the things we talked about. Our best uh, defense is going to be a good offense, so if we can sustain a drive here and take some time off that clock. Second and ten from the 38. Again, on the shotgun is Wilkins.
0: The direct snap goes to Lenz. He's going to take it up the middle. He's met by number
1: 55, Gabriel Hayes. He's got to be getting close to about double digit tackles yeah we could we just didn't move that uh, there our offensive line just didn't move uh, LM's defensive line they controlled the line of scrimmage there so another big third down here for the Tigers eight minutes left here in the third quarter 14 to eight Tigers on
0: top they got the ball to start this drive via the fumble that was forced by Frank Bierman on the quarterback Cruz it's third down and nine from the 40 for the Tigers. And the shotgun is Elijah. He's going to drop back to pass. Now he's going to run it. He makes the cut at about the 45. He's out to the 46 maybe. Going to be short. Going to need about three yet. Looks like the Tigers are going to punt here. On the tackle there, I believe that was Hayden Calvillage. So now Elijah, after carrying the ball, will go back to punt. On fourth down, four yards to go from the 46. He's going to be standing at about his 35-yard line. The return man. Is number eleven, Chase Cruz. He's back, and you notice he's going deeper this yeah. time. Not he's going back further, to about the twelve.
1: I thought maybe maybe he would maybe he'd fake it, but nope.
0: That's a nice punt. The fair catch is called for at about the seven yard line. Yep, yep. It's going to be the seven first and ten. Now, yeah, sorry there. I right. go ahead. No, I was going to say we got we got a text from someone listening, watching another ball game. Jerry works down. Uh, he's down at the game with Wilton, Columbus Junction, and and Wilton up big. It's been a tough year for Wilton. They're up 38-0, to zero, but Jerry's down there watching his grandsons, listening to the Tiger cast, so we appreciate him listening.
1: It's always fun to go watch the grandsons and sons play football on a Friday night. Yeah. Nothing much better than that. That's right. But I was surprised, I was going to say, you know, usually they say inside the 10-yard line, don't fair catch, let it roll um, there, because I'm sure that ball would have probably turned over. But, uh, yeah, my mom is listening in Spencer Island. My wife uh, back at Tipton said that she's listening, so welcome in those listeners. Carrying the ball on the near side is going to be Calvillage. He's out across the 10 to the
0: 15, out to about the 19-yard line where the tackle's made by Lake Anderson. Well, I'm hoping I have the youngest listener listen to the TigerCast because my youngest daughter, Carly, had a baby boy this week, Casey ah, Quinn, so she said she was
1: going to listen, but I'm, I'm guessing he's not paying much attention. <laughs> Probably not there. Well, that was Jackson Murphy also that uh, made the initial tackle there or made the initial hit. and. And once again, we 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 gotta make sure we're giving up some big yardage there on those first downs. We gotta get back to our containment and turn it back into our middle linebackers. They gotta be pursuing and, and coming down the line and making some hard hits here. Nice thirteen yard gain. Makes
0: first and ten for the Falcons from their own twenty and the shotgun is cruised. Cavage. is beside him, direct snap goes to Cavage. he hands off on the counter. Oh and there's a on the play. And it's a fifteen to ten to the a touchdown boom we got the sign that's a 13-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown did you see who made the initial hit frank bearman frank bearman made the initial hit jesse leisure with a defensive touchdown he was rumbling down
1: the sideline frank Beerman did an excellent job of taking on a block shedding the block making the hit and and once again the nice thing is our guys are pursuing down the line and nothing like rumbling stumbling Big Jesse Leisure gets that touchdown. That's got to be, and that's not his first on the year, no, but that's not. his first defensive touchdown. That's got to be exciting.
0: Into attempt the extra point, Frank Beerman. doing the holding. Peyton Elijah, the spot is down by Elijah. The kick is up. The kick is
2: not off good. the mark.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. with 619 left in the third quarter, Frank struggling a little bit with the PATs, but Tigers are up 20-8. to eight. And again, it was defensively the second fumble of the second half. The first one... Hurt the Falcons. They're driving down the field. They give the ball back to Tipton. This one they give it up at about their, I'm going to say it's about 14-yard line is where Jesse took it back from. But, again, that was a great hit by Frank Bierman. Frank has both forced fumbles, yeah.
1: both coming. That one, well, that was in the backfield originally, and then the ball bounced yeah. forward. Yeah, he tried to bounce it outside. And, and, you know, I was kind of talking about Frank kind of has been taking that inside uh, move. That time he held his ground and, and did a tremendous job of shedding that block. And uh, putting the hit on. But Cap- Jesse Leisure had to come all the way down the line, though, too. So that's that's big for, I mean, you're talking about a 300-pound guy coming down the line pursuing. Well, that had to be fun for Jesse
0: because it was fun for me to watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kicking off, Cale Giron from the 40. We're at 619 left in the third quarter. 20 to 8, Tigers on top. Again, the two D-backs are going to be number 11, Chase Cruz, and number 84, Brock Jambi. Jaron will kick off kind of pooches it he doesn't want to go deep with it it's taken by one of the upbacks at the 25 yard line that's vasquez he's out to about the 35 yard line a lot of tigers in on the tackle there you got near in on the tackle jackson murphy's in on the tackle skyler, skyler Schmitt, schmidt
1: number 54 made the initial hit Yep.
0: brendan leaper that's a that's the way you want to tackle yep that's exactly right even jack bolt got in on that one I'm told the old public address announcer used to say the tackle by a den of tigers. That was a den of tigers. There you go. Right there. Ball spotted at the 36-yard line. First and 10 for the Falcons. They need to get going offensively. They trail 20-8, to and the shotgun is Cruz. Calvillage out wide. the Right now he'll go in motion across the field. He will not get the handoff. He fakes it, goes up the middle to Cruz. Getting him by the ankles there, I believe, was Lake Anderson. It was Anderson the tackle there. It's going to be second down, six yards to go. We'll call it the 40-yard line of the Falcons. Again, it's still anybody's ball game. 12 points. I mean, last time we thought it was out of reach at 14-0, they drove it down the field. And they were driving last time before the, well, the last two times. The last time was unfortunate because they were way backed up at their end. But the time before, they were moving down the field before the fumble. Direct snap goes to Cruz. He's going to not hesitate and take it out near
1: midfield. That's going to be a gain for a first down for the quarterback, Cruz, for the Falcons. Yeah, and you know, right before that fumble, they had picked up 13 yards on that on that play before that, and and they're they're getting big chunks of yardage here uh, against the Tigers, and uh, once again, we're just going to have to continue to step up here. Uh, like we said, Hermiston's back on the field here. Leaper's on uh, is playing that linebacker spot along with Comstock. Leaper just got that tackle along with Peyton Elijah. We're at first and ten for the Falcons
0: from their own 48, taking it up the middle. Is the running back, Calvillage, but a great play by Leisure up the middle. He met him right away, maybe give him one on the play.
1: Yeah, Jesse shed his block right away there, and, uh, you know, yeah, we'll just give him one, but that was, a, you know, good, good play by Jesse. Second down, nine yards to go for the Falcons from
0: their own 49. Again, I'm Brian Eichelberger along with Chad Rizek We're down at Richard Payne Field, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Closest town, I guess, is Letts, Iowa, but this is where the high school is for the Falcons, for the Wise Muscatine. Nice facility. Snap goes back to the quarterback, Cruz. He's tackled from behind by Frank Bierman. Also getting in on the play is Comstock.
1: Also in on the play is Leeper, but Frank held him up to begin with. Yeah. Frank Bierman came from that outside on the opposite side, and he ran 10 to 15 yards to run him down. And uh, once again, he had a little burst of speed there. Well, he's done
0: nothing to hurt his stats of leading the tackle for loss in the district. I, I think we'll find him still at the top after tonight. We're going to give them one on the play. Third and eight from midfield for the Falcons. This four will be and four a, left, third quarter.
1: And this will be a big third down you know, play, whether they get past midfield here, whether they go for it on fourth.
0: Snap goes back in the shotgun to Cruz. He's looking to pass. He's looking over the middle. He throws it down
1: the sideline.
0: Oh, it's incomplete. Two receivers were kind of crisscrossed with one another. That was Wiley Jacobs. And Dallas Vasquez, and they were both kind of open.
1: Yeah, they were both open, but he kind of ran out of real estate here as he was running toward the sideline, and I think he just kind of mixed up. He kind of threw across his body, and uh, the, even the receivers, they looked like they may have ran out of real estate too. Well, I'm not sure. He, uh, the quarterback was over talking to the coaching staff, Chase
0: Cruz. He's going back to punt. We have two deep backs, but I'd be a little leery of a fake here. We've got Elijah and Lenz back at about the 20. He is going to punt. Cruz will punt, kind of a line drive punt. It's going to bounce at the 30-yard line down to the 18-yard line to
1: Elijah. He's tackled right there on a nice play by Wiley Jacobs. Yeah, that was a nice job of not letting that ball continue to roll because that could have rolled down inside the 20 and uh, put us uh, our backs up against the wall here. And especially, you know, if we could go on a nice drive here and not give them the back the ball, give them back the ball here in the third quarter. once again, give some of our defensive players the time, time to rest, the ones that aren't uh, playing on the offensive side of the ball. Ball's going to be spotted at the 24 to tip, and first
0: and 10 for the Tigers from their own 24. We're at 419 left in the third. Tigers on top, 20 to 8. Direct snap goes to Lenz. He's going to try to take it up the middle. He's taken down by the ankles. That is number 54 on the tackle. That is Caleb Steele. We're going to give him one on the play. We're going to say second and nine from the 25, and this is where you want to run the ball for two reasons. You want to advance it down the field, but two, you want the clock to keep yes, going. Yes, definitely. And the shotgun is going to be Wilkins. Beside him in the backfield is Lens. The up back is Anderson. At tight is Beerman, out wide to the right. Elijah, we're going to have a timeout, I believe, called for. We do, by the Weiser Muscatine. That is their first timeout. Of the second half. Charge to the Falcons. Again, that's at 343 left in the third quarter. 20 to 8. Tigers on top. If you just started listening to us, you missed a great 14-yard fumble return. From Jesse Leisure, which was quite fun to watch. They put the Tigers up uh, 20 to 8. Uh Frank missed the PAT, but he he's kicking the ball well. It just almost looks like both times. The last time it was off to the
1: left. First time it was off to the right. Plenty of distance. Yeah, plenty of distance. And I think you know, once again, you know, you you watch those guys kick field goals, and you see how the ball. You know, it's all about playing that wind and and stuff like that. And but uh, yeah, definitely has definitely has enough leg for it. And and so this is an interesting defensive timeout. Uh, Tigers are sitting there at second down and nine, but. Uh, Maybe he wants to give his guys a break here because, like I said earlier, we said earlier that a lot of their guys play both ways, and maybe he just is reading something, seeing something here. Uh, so it will be interesting what the, to see what the Tigers come out here and do on second down and nine. Teams both back out on the
0: field after the timeout by the Falcons. I believe that's one timeout used by both teams here in the second half. Two left for each. Looks like we're going to kind of run a little wildcat here. Goes to Elijah. He spins. Goes up the middle. He's going to get about. Let's give him about
1: six yards on the carry on the tackle. There was Wiley Jacobs. See, that's the play that Wilkins usually runs. But they ran it with uh, Elijah that time and uh, picked up a good seven yards there to put us in a, in a good, you know, situation here. Third down and eight. Maybe maybe a, a long long or sorry, a long two
0: yards here, Ike. And with the play clock, you know, this year, what it is, you know, if you can have a long drive, you can consume a lot of clock. Third down, two yards to go from the 32 for the Tigers. And the shotgun is Wilkins. He slides over. The direct snap looks like it's going to go to Frank Bierman at this point, and it does. He'll take it right up the middle. The lead blocker is Wilkins. Also, the lead blocker on that was Anderson.
1: That should be enough for a first down. We got across the 30, we needed to get to the 34, and we got to the 35. So, big first down for the Tigers. On that tackle again,
0: Gabriel Hayes. And Chase Cruz, I think if you took the stats tonight, they would be probably two of your leading tacklers yeah. for the Falcons. Again, that gain gives Bierman and the Tigers a first and ten from their own 35, 254 in a running clock, 20-8 to eight the score here. We're in the third quarter, pass is complete. Out to Elijah, kind of a swing pass out there from Wilkins. He's going to get a little maybe three-yard
1: gain on the play. Yeah, he didn't have any blockers out there in front of you. It was just getting it out there quick and then just getting as many yards as he possibly could. So,
0: Tackle on that play again was made by Gabriel Hayes. Also in on the play, number 50, Max Maschick. We're going to go second down, seven yards to go from the 38. Now 2.15 left in the third quarter. Tigers on top, 20-8. to eight. Again, if you're just tuning in, I'm Brian Eichelberg along with Chad Rizek. We're down at Richard Payne Field, the Wise and Muscatine High School. In motion to the near side is Lenz. He takes a handoff right away from Wilkins. He can't get outside. That's a nice play defensively. That is by number three, Caden Schneider, number six, Maxwell McCulley. Schneider forced him to the inside. And we do have a
1: flag. I'm not sure what we're what we got
0: here. Holding. They're, they're gonna call holding against Tipton, and it's gonna be from about the thirty four yard line. So yeah, again the penalty the penalty bug.
1: I thought maybe it'd decline that one.
0: Well it looks like they want they may be thinking let's let's get some more yardage and hope that they oh they are gonna decline it. They are gonna decline it. Okay, they had already kind of marched yeah. it off and now they're coming back.
1: I thought maybe they'd decline, take the take the loss, because we certainly lost about five yards there, four yards. So it'll be third down for the Tigers.
0: We'll go third and seven. Actually third and ten. You're right. We lost about four yards on that play. Just inside the 35-yard line of the Tigers does Tipton have the ball. 146
1: left, third quarter. Got bugs flying around me here. Snap goes
0: back to Wilkins. He throws a deep pass wide open. That's Comstock. He's got the to 40. The to 35 to 30 down to the 25-yard line, where he's driven out of bounds by Wiley Jacobs,
1: and that was wide open. Yeah, there. So there's Comstock coming in off of uh, playing defense. Split him out, and uh, Wilkins delivers another beautiful pass. Hangs it up there nice and easy for Comstock. The nice thing that Comstock didn't try to do is run before he had the ball. He made sure he secured that ball. We just needed, you know, we needed 10 for a first down, and how many we get, Ike? I was a 40-yard completion.
0: 40-yard completion on a nice play. We had a couple long passes tonight. A 30-yarder for a touchdown, a 40-yarder there. Tigers have... Uh, Change the ball direction down the field. They're now at the 29-yard line. Excuse me, make that 24-yard line. First and 10 of the Falcons for the Tigers. In the shotgun is Wilkins. Direct snap goes to Lenz. He's going to take it down. He's got a hole.
1: He's trying to get outside. He's down to the 20, 15, 10. For the touchdown, Tigers. Man, that was just beautiful. Not only blocking, but beautiful cut on him his part he made a nice beautiful cut to the outside big open hole for lens to run through and as you had said earlier he had been cutting that back cutting that back this time he cut it back outside and with his speed there was anybody there to catch him
0: well and you and i had the perfect angle to see that hole (laughs) we we could have drove through (laughs) there with a vehicle i mean and and you're right every time he's come up the middle he did not kick it to the middle that time he went right to that hole looks like the tigers are going to try to go for two here They're up by the score of 26-8 to with a minute 23 left here in the third quarter. In the shotgun is Wilkins, out wide to the left is Lenz, out wide to the right, Beerman in the slot, Elijah. Wilkins fakes it. He's going to go up the middle. Is he going to get in the end zone? He's diving. Is he in? He is in. in. Wilkins takes in the two-point conversion run. The score now with a minute 23 left in the third quarter. Tigers 28-8 for the Falcons. So a nice drive down the field, courtesy of two big plays, a 40-yard pass from Wilkins to Comstock, followed up by a 24-yard touchdown run by Austin Lenz. So
1: a great drive for the Tigers. You know, and once again, it just uh, the patience by the Tigers there on the offensive side. You know, and once again, you, you would have thought, way the wind's blowing out there, that it would have pay, had been playing a little bit more havoc with our passes. But it doesn't seem to be bothering Blake Wilkins tonight at all. No, he's throwing a couple good balls. And, and you know, you look at that third quarter.
0: When it first started, it looked like they maybe were going to take the ball down the field. They've had two fumbles that have hurt them. Now we got 14 points on the board for the Tigers. We took a 14-8 game at the half to now a 28-8 game with a minute 23 left here in the third quarter. Jerron is going to kick off again from the 40. And our deep backs are going to be a little bit different this time. I don't see Cruz back there this time. I see Caden Schneider, along with Brock Jambi. Guinness were set to kick off. Jaron's kick is kind of a pooch kick again. It rolls down the 25 to the 20. Jambi gets it at about the 21-yard line. He actually wasn't the deep back there. The deep back there actually was number 21, Dallas Vasquez.
1: That's Caleb Neerum on the tackle. I think maybe Carson Sharves cleaned it up it was nice coverage again for the tigers they've had
0: great coverage on their kick they have
1: you know he kicked that kind of squib kick hard you know on side down um and and he's had uh trouble handling that ball it's going to be first and 10 for the falcons at their own 21 yard line
0: here comes in your quarterback Cruz. i gotta be honest if i was Cruz, i'd be a little tired both sides of the ball doing the punting he's done about everything but kicking off He's in the shotgun in the backfield is Calvillege with him. The up back is Jambi in motion as Calvilege. Snap goes back to Cruz. He's gonna take it around the left side. He's not gonna get much. Courtesy of Frank
1: Bierman. Yeah, when you when you don't block Frank Beerman from that backside, if I was that quarterback, or if I was a running back knowing that he was coming untouched, I'd try to find another another gear, but uh you got those big footsteps coming from behind. You better be get ready to get hit.
0: And he's had three or four plays tonight where he's had backside pursuit. He just went down that line of scrimmage. Yep. They thought by not blocking him, he wasn't going to get to the ball,
1: and he has. Well, the nice—I think the nice adjustment that our defense has played is they've taken him away from the strong side and put him on the weak side, and he's just reading that.
0: Back to pass is Cruz on second and nine. Pass over the middle is complete after the 39. but oh, there's a foul on the play, but I
1: believe he got it back. That pass was complete. Nope, he's calling nope, it, he's incomplete, calling it incomplete. Saying he didn't have it long enough. To number
0: three, Caden Schneider, I believe, on the coverage there. Was that Jackson Murphy? I believe. Yeah. On the
1: coverage. It looked for a brief second like he had it long enough, yeah. but we really couldn't see. Yeah, no, once again, nice nice pass delivered by Cruz, and uh his receiver just wasn't able to. The the thing that we did is we made instant contact. You know, so. Good pass by Cruz. Uh just couldn't come up with a completion.
0: Looks like we're now gonna have. Third down, nine yards to go. It looks like from the 22-yard line. Cruising the shotgun. He's going to drop back to pass. He wanted to give it to Jambi. Now he goes deep over the middle for Vasquez on the coverage there, and it was great coverage. That time you had one in front one in back. Murphy in the front, Elijah on the back. That pass was intended for Dallas Vasquez, but it was not going to be complete.
1: Yeah, I think that we were in a little bit of maybe zone coverage, and Jackson Murphy had uh, number 84 there. Uh, Brock Jambi coming out of uh, out of the backfield and then he saw that he released it. And he, he chased the ball down and just about got there for an interception.
0: Fourth down, eight yards scope go from your own 23. You really have to punt here and back to punt is number 11, Chase Cruz. Out at about the 49-yard line or the 50 are the two backs for the Tigers. You got Peyton Elijah and Austin Lenz. Again, we're at 26 seconds left in the third quarter. 28-8. to Tigers on top. Good snap back to the kicker. Cruz kind of hits a low liner. He does not want to get this ball up in the wind, but I don't think it's... It does look like it may be blowing a little bit harder now. Maybe it's a little different than we thought. That one rolls all the way, though, to the Tiger 45, so it did work. Boy, it never got more than about 15 feet off the ground.
1: No, didn't get much... uh, Wasn't going to get any support from the wind at all there. A little spiral, but... uh, you know, once again, if you just start watching a little bit of body language, the 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 Falcons are kind of slowly walking around and stuff. So uh, the Tigers might be able to put uh, put this one away if they can uh, get another nice drive here and, and score. First
0: and ten for the Tigers from their own forty-five, and the shotgun is Wilkins. The back beside him is Lens. Snap goes back to Wilkins. He throws it outside to Elijah. He's met right away in a great open field tackle for about a six-yard loss. On that
1: tackle, there was Caden Schneider. Nice play. Yeah, nice play. He came up and attacked uh, Elijah. He couldn't uh, shed that tackle, and so the Tigers are going to be behind the sticks here early as we head into the fourth quarter.
0: Our third quarter has come to an end. The score is twenty-eight uh, to eight, with the Tigers on top over the Falcons. We're completed three quarters. We'll move into the fourth quarter here. We want to be sure and thank our sponsors quick. We'll just kind of rattle them off. We'll give you a good idea of them a little later in the post game, but we appreciate their support. And again, if you stop in. Tell them you heard them on the Tiger Cast. We appreciate their support. Without them, we couldn't bring the game to you. Subway, Wall Tiling and Excavating, Keller's Furniture, Jeff Wallach, Realtor and Auctioneer, Dexter Dozing and Scraping, Citizens Bank, Twisted Oaks Fencing, Perry Hills Assisted Living, DS Webb and Company, Crystal Electrical Services.
1: Lada Harris, O'Rourke Motors, Community State Bank, h h Auto, Liberty Trust and Savings Bank, balls plumbing heating cooling the Tipton booster club Cedar County garage doors and HD client equipment and, and just a quick one I know Ike's looking at the scores here we haven't got a command to West Liberty update here for a little bit but uh, you know with the booster club you know h- us hosting that volleyball game if you want to help the booster club out and, and work uh, the concession stand um, you know get get in touch with one of our booster club members uh, Kristen Hermson uh, Julie Ford would probably be two of the individuals. Um, also, you could probably even talk to Tim Ryan. Those are three uh, of our Booster Club members, and there's several others that do a lot of good work behind the scenes to support our Tigers, but uh, I'm sure that they would certainly appreciate any help that you give them as we go into the postseason here uh, for volleyball and host those first-round games. And a
0: big thanks to, I I didn't get her name in the concession stand, but she was nice to bring us up two programs before the game. That was very helpful. Went through the names with us, and we appreciate her help here from Eliza Muscatine. Starting out the fourth quarter, Wilkins take it up the middle. The tackle is made by Gabriel Hayes. It's going to be a loss on the play of about four yards. We also want to be sure and thank our athletic director, who is also the football coach here, Eric Gauvey. We have nice accommodations here. It's a great setup. We're sitting right about the 45-yard line on the home field. We have a nice little booth to ourselves here in the press box and great setup, and we always appreciate the help of
1: the athletic directors when we're doing a game on the road. Yeah, you're up here in the air right on about the 45-yard line. Uh, Probably not a better seat in the house. Second down, excuse me,
0: third down, 13 yards to go. Snap goes to the up back. Anderson, that's a powerful run. He's up near first down yardage. He's going to be short, but that was a big chunk of real estate I think we're going to give 55 again on the tackle, Gabriel Hayes. What are the Tigers going to do here? Fourth down and three. Looks like they're looking to the sideline. It's fourth and three. They're on the Falcons' side of the 50, the 48-yard line. It looks like they're bringing in the punt team. Going back is going to be Chase Cruz. The punter, of course, is Peyton Elijah. We're at 10-51 left in our ballgame.
1: I was going to say, we don't have 11 out there yet. Coming in late into the game. It looks
0: like Jackson Murphy gets in. He'll be the up back on the punt. Snap goes back to Elijah. Nice kick. Again, it's a little bit of a wobbler into the wind. Skyler Smith's down there in the coverage. He just misses. Cruz is open at the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. And he's tripped up in midfield by the punter. Peyton Elijah, that was a nice return, and Skyler nearly had him at the yeah, five. Yeah, Skyler
1: just didn't have the right right angle. He needed to actually be probably outside, outside shoulder. In. Yep, outside in, and, and uh, once again, he's a little upset with himself, but uh, hopefully he won't. we won't have to punt again maybe, but uh, he'll redeem himself somewhere along the line here.
0: Give that about a 45-yard punt return for Cruz. They've got the ball on the tip inside of the 50. First and 10 for the Falcons, 10-25 left fourth quarter, 28-8. Tigers on top. Again, I'm Brian Eicherberger with Chad Rizek down at Richard Payne Field here at Lewis and Muscatine High School. Cruz barks out the signals from the shotgun. He's got Cavalish in the backfield. The direct snap goes to Cavalish. He'll go up the middle. He's going to get about five. He's down to about the 44-yard line, it looks like. Tackled there by Brendan Leeper is one of the tacklers. Also went on the play. Jesse you got Leisure. Jesse Leisure. Yep. We've announced a lot of different names tonight defensively for tackles. It's really been a, a big team effort.
1: And that's that, that's kind of been what we've needed with, with Niles Shuttnot out there and then Connor Hermiston uh, is just playing on the defensive side of the ball. But he seems to be moving okay. I'm sure he's trying to keep that thing loosened up, but he seems to be moving okay out there. We've got second and six from the 45 for the
0: Falcons. Back to pass is Cruz. He got good pressure in the backfield. It's going to be a sack, and that's Gillen Honig with the sack. Also putting pressure on was Lake Anderson. He kind of was in there first. Frank was in there, but Honig with the tackle.
1: Yeah, Lake Anderson tried, uh, pushed the, the uh, offensive blocker into Cruz, and then Gillen Honig and then Frank Behrman came in there and finished it up. So uh, once again, pressure by the tight That was really the first kind of pressure pressure that we've been able to put on him because he's been able to kind of run away from it for most of the night.
0: Well, it's nice when you know that they have to throw when you're yep. down 20 here with 9:08 left in the ballgame. It's a 3rd and 16 from the 45-yard line of the Wise and Muscatine for the Falcons, and the shotgun is Cruz in motion. His coverage, now he'll stay in the slot. Dropping back to pass is Cruz. He's looking over the middle. He's got a pass complete. That's Jambi with a nice catch all the way inside the 35 where the tackle is made. By Connor Hermiston.
1: Yeah, he did a nice job of just sitting down in the zone, and uh, Cruz did a nice job of delivering the ball here. So once again, still plenty of time in this ball game. Eight forty-eight, clock's moving, sticks are moving, and the Tigers are going to have to uh, stiffen up here a little bit. Twenty-three-yard completion gives the
0: Falcons first and ten from the Tiger. Thirty-two, eight thirty left in the ball game. Twenty-eight to eight, Tigers on top. In the shotgun is Cruz. He drops back to pass. He's looking outside. He can't find anybody over the middle. He's got a wide open receiver, and it's caught, and that is number one, Wiley Jacobs. The tackle is made there right away by Peyton Elijah, but we're a little soft in that
1: middle. Yeah. Once again, he looked like he was going to pull it down and try to scramble there a little bit, but once again, did a nice job of keeping his eyes downfield, and he was able to find his open receiver. Frank Behrman, he's right now trying to motivate his Tiger defense to let's – Let's stiffen up here Tigers 12-yard completion gives the
0: Falcons first and 10 from the Tiger 20 with 8-12 left in the ballgame Taking the handoff to the outside is Calvage. We're gonna have a penalty marker thrown there and I'm gonna guess unfortunately for number one Riley Jacobs, that's probably a hold.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be definitely a hold and it's gonna put them back behind the sticks here on that first down Hermiston was in on the tackle
0: there We'll see what the penalty is and it is gonna be holding they're gonna mark it off from about the 19-yard line So if it goes back to the 29 there have been about four or five tough holding penalties against the Falcons when they've been driving down the field. And you look at this one, we're now back, uh, I should say the Falcons are now back to a first and 19 from the Tiger 29, and that's just a drive killer.
1: Yeah, and it's, and it's been a nice job of the Tigers holding their ground there. And, and uh, you know, it, sometimes those are slow-developing plays, and when you have those slow-developing plays, it just gives that offensive player more time to, to make a mistake in the holding.
0: And the shotgun on first to 19 is Cruz. Out wide the left is Cavalage. Dropping straight back as Cruz. He's now being chased out by Beerman. He's on the near side. He's at the 30 to the 25 and down to about the 22. Nice play. Looks like Hermiston and maybe Leaper a combination on that tackle. But that, was again, was Frank Beerman Frank putting Beerman. pressure
1: on. Putting pressure. He just about, once again, tried to swipe and dive at him. Cruz just out of his reach. So he's able to pick up about, what, seven of that? Yeah, gets it, back, gets it back bunker. to
0: about a 2nd and 11, 7 or 8 on that play. But again, that clock is moving. We're at seven sixteen left in the ballgame. Tigers up 28-8 to eight. again. We're waiting on a score, trying to get one from Comanche West Liberty. I think it was 13-7 Comanche last we knew in the shotgun on 2nd and 11. Is Cruz, he's going to take it up the middle. No hesitation there. And he's got a nice gain down to about the 11. He's pretty close to a first down on that tackle there is Brendan Leeper. Leaper's had himself a nice ball game. That's about a half dozen tackles for Brennan coming in. Yeah, it is. Third down. Looks like his knee went down a little earlier than I thought. I had him about the 11. It looks like they're going to put him about the 13. So it's going to be third down and a short three from the 13-yard line, bringing in the play for the Falcons' Maxwell McCulley. Coming out is Wiley Jacobs, the wideout. In the shotgun is Cruz, in the backfield is Cavalich. The snap goes to Cavalich. He's going to try to go on the near side. He's at the 15, down to about the 11. I believe they're going to be just short. That's Lake Anderson and Peyton Elijah on the tackle. Looks like maybe a yard, maybe two yards, yard and a half short.
1: Wilton picks up a win against Columbus Junction. I just put out there for West Liberty's score. So they have, I'm sure, the Cometcast cast going on, but uh, haven't uh, got any updates. So maybe it's still... Uh, A close ball game, who knows? It's going to be a fourth and two from the 12. Huge down, 5.53 left in the ball game.
0: Falcons are at the Tiger 12-yard line. The snap goes to Cruz. He's going to take it up the middle. He's going to have a first down. Good hard row. He's down to the sixth, though, but we've got a penalty marker.
1: Penalty marker here, holding. He's called holding against L&M.
0: Wow, and I'll tell you what, where that hold happened had no bearing on the play whatsoever. We're waiting for the sign from the officials.
1: Is that, well, maybe not. Nope. No, I, I
0: didn't think it. I thought the way it happened. That See, it, originally
1: he went like this, so, huh, that's interesting.
0: It's just going to be the five-yard variety, and, of course, it's half the distance to the goal because they were inside the nine-yard line where it happened. So they're going to mark it at the three-yard line, first and goal for the Falcons. Again, they keep the drive alive. They trail 28-8, to eight, 539 left in the ball game. They break the huddle. In the backfield is Cavalage. The quarterback in the shotgun is Cruz. The up back, Jambi. Out to the right, the receiver, Snyder. It goes up the middle. I believe he's in for a touchdown. He is. That is the quarterback, number 11, Chase Cruz. Everybody was looking for a group behind oh, him, and he, he had the ball by himself.
1: Won't. Yeah, he snuck through. They pushed, he kind of pushed him in, helped, helped him move into the end zone there. So... Nice long drive, about a four-minute drive for L&M. Uh, so 5.23 here left in the fourth quarter. As they get ready, it looks like they're going to go for two here. And then I would I suspect that they'll probably do some type of onside kick. Both teams have used a, a timeout here, so they only have two timeouts left. Out of the shotgun is going to be Cruz. Out wide to the left in the slot is Cowell He's going to go in motion to
0: the far side. Is he going to take the handoff? He does. He's trying to get outside. He stopped from going outside by Connor Hermiston, and he's going to be stopped short of the goal line, and that was all Hermiston because had he got outside there, he was going to get the two-point conversion.
1: Yep, Made him turn it back inside and then uh, was able to uh, wrestle him down with a shoelace uh, shoe uh, tackle there.
0: And the best part about that is good to see Hermiston back in being aggressive. 5.23 left in our ballgame, 28-14 to now. Tigers are on top. Again, this is game number eight on the season. If they can get the win here, the Tigers would be 4-0 in the district. They'd be 6-2 overall. And, again, we'd wait to see what happened down at Comanche. If we have to go to next week and win out, we sure love to see the Tigers go
1: undefeated in the district, irregardless. Uh, West Liberty, Comanche, 13-13. Comanche 13, West Liberty 7 with 8 minutes left here, it looks like.
0: So it looks like that one's in the fourth quarter as well. That game hasn't changed. It was that score in the second quarter, I yeah. believe, wasn't it, Chad? Yep. So yep. it stayed the same, stayed kind of a defensive same. defensive battle. I believe that's down in West Liberty. West Liberty is always kind of a tough place to play. Yeah. Comanche had been putting a lot of points on the board. though. You've got to give the comments credit. I mean, that's a lot of points Comanche has put on the last couple right. of ballgames. They put a lot games. of points on the Mustangs. Tigers will come out. Set to kickoff is going to be number 18. That is Hayden Calvillage. And again, you talked about it. We'll see how they do a hands team at the front yeah. here. At the front, you've got Hermeson up there with Leisure, Beerman, Comstock. Who do we have on the edge Colby here? Colby Kleppy. We've got Colby Kleppy up here. We've got two rows, 10 and about 20 yards and only one deep back. And that's a lens that he's not deep. He's only at the 25, and it's a tight formation. Now they flip one player to the other side. It is an onside kick attempt, and it's fallen on by Andrew Comstock.
1: That was a nice job uh, yeah, at the 48-yard line. Nice job, just like a shortstop does it. Scooped it in, scooped it up, brought it into his body, and went to the ground. And so the Tigers are going to have the ball here right at, the, as I would say, the 48-and-a-half-yard line. You there, are, right? you are get, the
0: master of the half-yard line. Yes, get, you are, get, my friend.
1: Get one of those out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, but we're at midfield, Mid- almost midfield. We are in midfield. <laughs> <laughs> We're not at the 50.
0: <laughs> First and ten for the Tigers. We got 5:20 left in our ball game. 28-14, Tigers on top. Again, they've got the ball on offense, their side of the 50. Direct snap goes to Bierman. He's going to take it across midfield. That's a nice solo tackle by the
1: Falcons. Number 55. It has yeah, to that, be. That that, that Hayes it has guy. to be 55. Gabriel Hayes. You know, and the thing is, is Hayes has been playing against our strong side. So he's been going against Cody Cook and Jesse Leisure all night long. And uh, Ben Ben getting hit by two, at least those two guys or three guys at a time. I don't know if you saw him get up off the
0: ground there, but it's been a hard day's work for Gabriel Hayes. Second down, five yards to go. For the Tigers from the Falcon 47-yard line and the shotgun is Wilkins. The back there is Lenz. He takes a direct snap. He'll go up the middle. He's inside the 45-yard line. He's still fighting, but I think he's going to be about a yard short. Going to give the tackle there to number 11, Chase Cruz. And again, you want to be sure to listen to the post game. We're hoping to get Coach Langenfeld up here. We'll see how his post game. Talk goes with the players. If we can get him up here, we want to do a little interview with him. We haven't got a chance to talk to him yet this season. And after a big win, and which would be a bigger win if Comanche hangs on to win tonight. Third down, two yards to go from the 44 of the Falcons for the Tigers. Four minutes left straight up in our ballgame. Again, on the shotgun is Wilkins. The up back, Anderson. The deep back, I believe, is Bierman. We've got penalty markers on the field. Somebody moved a little early.
1: Hopefully we get in. Cro- no, no, no I thought it was yeah. a false start. It
0: looked like one of the interior linemen lifted up a little early, so that five-yard penalty is going to back it up to a third down. And let's go six yards to go back from the 49-yard line. Look like a short, short five yards there. Walked off. Our downs marker, gentleman needs to go back to about the 49. They still up at the 43. Are we still having some discussion? Not quite sure what the discussion is there. He's going to move him back. Oh, he was waiting to get the flag pulled up. I see what he's doing over there. Third down. Let's call it seven from the 49 of the Falcons for the Tigers. The up back is Anderson. In the shotgun is Wilkins. Beside him in the backfield is Lenz. It goes to Wilkins on a counter. You've got Bierman. He takes it to about the 45 where he's tackled there by Cruz. Those two 11s have done a lot of work. They tackled each <laughs> other there, but they've done a lot of work tonight. 11, Cruz for the Falcons, 11, Beerman for the Tigers.
1: Looks like maybe the Tigers, well, we'll see what they're going to do here.
0: Fourth and three, looks like Elijah may be going back to punt. They haven't put anybody back deep yet for the Falcons. Cruz is kind of midway to go back, but he's kind of waiting to see what happens. Now, Wilkins comes in with the play from the sideline. He comes in along with number 23, Narum.
1: I think coach is going to take a timeout here. He's going to let him know when, when it's close. Kind of run down some clock. Yep, yeah, run down some clock. And he's going to take a timeout here.
0: There's so, a timeout on the field called for by the Tigers. That is, I believe, their 2nd charge timeout of the second half. We're at 2.49 left in the ballgame. 28-14. Tigers on top of the Falcons of the Wise and Muscatine. We're down here at Richard Paynefield. Field. I'm Brian Eichelberger along with Chad Rezac. And, again, this would be a... A big win for the Tigers to stay undefeated in the district, but a bigger win if Comanche can hold on over West Liberty. It was 13-7 with eight minutes left in the ball game, and again, if it stays that way, the Tigers would clinch the district playoff spot tonight by virtue of the fact that they would be undefeated going to last week and have already beat Comanche head-to-head.
1: Well, let me give you a little update on that. My wife Samantha is sending me updates. So West Liberty's down 13-7. With six minutes to go, and the Comets just intercepted Comanche. Sounds like a whale so of a ball four, game. 4:57 with West Liberty inside the 20-yard line. Wow! So thank you to Samantha for uh, sending us that intel on uh, that ball game.
0: Fourth and three now from the 45-yard line of the Falcons for the Tigers. Looks like into pump formation. Is Elijah?
1: And there's nobody, nobody back. Cruz nobody hasn't back. went
0: back yet. He's kind of anticipating maybe it going to the up back, but it is going to be a punt. Elijah has a nice punt that should get a good roll out of it. And it does. It's going to roll all the way down to about the 14-yard line where it's going to be down by the Tigers, number 54. That's Skylar Schmidt. So we're going to have first and 10 with 240 left for the Falcons. And, again, the odds of getting two scores in 240 are slim, but you never know what can happen. We That's didn't right. think that Jesse Leisure would have a 14-yard fumble recovery for a <laughs> touchdown, did we? <laughs> That's
1: right. And let me tell you, it's, uh, you know, any time you can make those, those types of uh, plays in terms of your senior year, it's going to be something that he'll be able to talk about uh, for quite a while after this.
0: My guess is he'll be talking about that one for a yeah. long time. First and 10 from the 14, 240 left in the shotgun is Cruz. Back beside him, the running back, Cavalage. Snap goes to Cruz. He drops back to pass. He's looking to throw it deep over the middle. On the coverage, is lens. He knocks it loose from the receiver. That receiver there was number three, Caden Schneider. That was a good job of just playing center field.
1: Yeah, he did a nice job. He just kind of hung back, and then when it was time, he played the ball versus going and and going through the receiver and giving him a a pass interference or anything of that nature. I think the Tigers certainly have to know that they're going to throw the ball here, so it's just an opportunity for them maybe to read the quarterback's eyes and – Maybe get a, a pick six here. It's easy for me to say that right now because the odds of it possibly happen is probably 50%. <laughs> Second and
0: 10 from the 14, and the shotgun again is Cruz. He's got two wideouts split out to the left. Dropping back to pass is Cruz. He's looking deep in the middle for Jambi. He can't get it to him. Now he goes out on the wing to Vasquez. Vasquez is going to be tackled by Brendan Leaper. Nice play by Leaper. Vasquez was kind of the safety valve. They wanted Jambi over the middle, and he was about 20 yards deep, but it was good coverage over the middle by the Tigers. 2:13 left in the ballgame, 28-14. Tigers on top over the Falcons. We're going to have third down. Let's call it three yards to go. Again, the shotgun is Cruz. He's looking out on the wing. He's got a man over the middle. That was maybe... uh, the poorest thrown pass that he's had. He's thrown a lot of good yeah. balls, but he had the receiver Jacobs open over the middle, but he almost threw it in the hands of Comstock.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure if maybe uh, whether or not Jacobs kind of cut his route off. You might be he, right. He may have anticipated
0: maybe going further out.
1: Oh, yeah, so so fourth down here and two, and this, this could be the ball game right here if they don't pick up the first down.
0: Fourth down, two yards to go from the 22 for the Falcons, their own 22. Two minutes straight up left in the ball game, 28-14 Tigers. On top, in the shotgun is Cruz. He's going to try take it up the middle. That's a great play by Lake Anderson. He won't get credit for the uh, tackle, but he shut it down on this side. He went to the other side, did Cruz, and he met Mr. Yeah, Naram. Naram. And this Naram, Naram made the tackle. That was a great tackle by Caleb Naram. But boy, if you could give an assist without touching the running back or touching the quarterback, it would be Lake Anderson.
1: Yep, definitely. He he came off hard off of that corner, and uh, the Tigers did exactly what they needed to do here. So, minute 54, Tigers are up 28-14, and uh, they do have, they still have two timeouts left. They, they, should, have, so, they so should have, they
0: should have, they have two or one, I can't, they should have two left, they should so have two timeouts yep. left. It's going to be first and ten for the Tigers from the Falcon 21, in the shotgun is going to be Wilkins back there with him as Lenz, the up back is Anderson, direct snap goes to Lenz, he's going to take it out the middle, now he goes outside, he's going to get a good block from Elijah, he's 20-10. May not have been that good a block uh, as a flag is thrown. It, it looked,
1: looked like a good block looked, at first. It did. I, you know, and I, it didn't look like he was locked up with him though. Did it, he just maybe grab on? It, it him looked a like
0: bit? it looked like he turned him. What it uh, looked like he he was straight on, and all of a sudden he turned him. But I think he held uh, him to turn him. So they're going to have a holding call there called against the Tigers. It's going to negate that run that for Lenz it would have been down to about the six yard line. Looks like the flag was thrown about the 14. So we're going to be back about the 24. We
1: have to get to the 11. So it's going to be first and about 13 from the 24-yard line. Certainly, as a coach, you don't want that penalty. But uh, minute four, 47, that, that play itself took about 12 seconds off the clock. And so still first down. So first down and about 14 for the Tigers.
0: Out wide to the right is going to be Lenz in the slot. Elijah in the backfield and the shotgun is Wilkins. The back beside him is Beerman He may get a direct snap. Snap comes back directly to Bierman. He's going to take it up the middle. He's tackled by the ankles. There by the defender. I believe that is number 18. It is Cavalage, who's had a good game. If you'll notice, they're really going at Frank's legs. You're not going no. to tackle Frank upper body. No. And so they're coming in from the sides, and they've held him in check a little bit running the ball tonight, but, boy, he's been great defensively. we got a timeout on the field called for by the Falcons. I believe that
1: is their second charge timeout. The second half. And West Liberty has got the ball down at the two yard line. Uh, getting ready to score. I am sure that Comanche is hoping for maybe a, a you know, turnover or something like that, or try to get a stop there. But uh, Sounds like a great ball game I mean. taking
0: place in West Liberty. Second down, twelve yards to go. Ball the spot of the twenty three once we get down with this timeout. Again, we're a minute forty left in the ball game. It's twenty eight to fourteen. Tigers are on top. They've played well in the second half. It was a 14-8 game at the half. The Tigers went up with two touchdowns, courtesy really of two fumbles uh, by the Falcons. You know, one was it about the Tiger 21 when the Falcons were driving, and that was by the quarterback. That was forced by Frank Bierman. And then we go the other end of the field that happened at the 14-yard line. Again, forced by Frank Bierman. Basically, all Jesse had to do was reach down, pick it up, and, and lumber yeah. for 14 yards.
1: The ball really bounced right up to it him, did. Which, was, it did. which was perfect. And West Liberty has scored and made the extra point to go up 14-13 with a minute 45 left in the game.
0: Wow. We've got second and 12 here from the 23 for the Tigers. Direct snap goes to Lenz. He runs into his own blocker. That is Peyton Elijah, so it enables number 84 to get the tackle. That is Brock Jambi. We're going to have a timeout call for, and I believe that should be the final timeout for the Falcons of the second half. We got a minute 33 left in the ball game. It's going to be third down and about seven yards to go. Well, the scenario we talked about might not happen. So be it. That will make a great ball game, great atmosphere yeah. next Friday night at Diedrichson yeah. Field.
1: Yeah, senior night. It's going to be senior night for the Tigers, and so uh, you know I'm sure that they'll be hyped up, ready to play, and and. Uh, gain that district title without having to use a tiebreaker uh, win it outright.
0: Well, and, and you think about it last year, you know, Tipton had an outside shot at the end of the year, but you know who closed the door? Yeah. West Liberty closed right. the door on the RPI for Tipton to make it, so we'll see if it turns things around a little bit this year, kind of the shoes on the other foot as we go into the final game of the year, but Comanche can score in a hurry. We'll but see exactly, what happens in yeah. the last, in the last yeah, exactly. minute 40. So, Again, we'll try to keep you up to date with that score. Minute 33 left in this ball game. Again, the last time out there was just used by the Falcons. It's 28 14. Tigers on top. Minute 33 left. In the shotgun will be Wilkins on third and six from the 17. The back beside him is Lenz. In motion is Elijah. Spinning is the quarterback. It goes to Elijah. If he can get outside, he's going to have a big gain. He's outside. Great,
1: well, I was going to say great block by Bolt, but he kind of missed the block on 18. <laughs> He was there. It was kind of like uh, Elijah was kind of waiting, waiting, waiting. And so it looks like they're stopping the clock. It must be close to a first down. I think if he could have got outside, Bolt was
0: really trying to get out around. Jack was trying to go outside in on that block, and 18 was just kind of stringing him out as far as he could go. Cavalage was. Looks like we're going to have a measurement.
1: Uh, they decided it's fourth down, and I I can't believe that we're not. Obviously, we're going to go for it. This is where you just put Jesse in the backfield and let Wilkins take a quarterback sneak and just let him push from behind. Our clock is wound. Minute 18
0: and counting left in the ball game. 28 to 14, Tigers on top. They've got a fourth and one from the Falcon 11-yard line. Again in the shotgun is Wilkins. Back beside him is Beerman. The up back is Anderson. Snap goes to Beerman. He's going to take it up the middle. He's going to have enough. He's going to be down to what, about the 8-yard line?
1: Yep, he's and, inside. And, and 10, that'll be 10, a
0: 1st and 10, and we'll basically we'll basically have one play to run. You know, down, down to get the quarterback, and our clock is running now, so Wilkins will probably have to just down it once, and we'll probably have a final score here. So, the Tigers, who will probably have done what they need to do tonight to stay undefeated in the district, they'll come up to the line of scrimmage. Got a safety valve back about 20 yards from the line of scrimmage. That's Peyton Elijah. In the shotgun is Wilkins. The protectors up front are Anderson and Beerman, kind of in a little victory formation. Taking a step back is Wilkins. Held down, it with 24 seconds left, they cannot stop the clock. We're going to have a final. So the Tigers come down here to Richard Payne Field and take one from the Falcons of Louisiana Muscatine. Good game for
1: the Falcons. So final score twenty-eight to fourteen. Yeah, you know the the, the Falcons obviously uh, their yardage and stuff that you see in the uh, st- statistics uh, certainly represents uh, uh, them offensively and stuff. And uh, you know once again number fifty-five for them. Uh, Hayes is a, is definitely a handful. Um, But the Tigers just, once again, took advantage of some uh, Falcons' mistakes and uh, capitalized on them and and extended that lead in the second half and uh, did a a tremendous job of of football. And once again, like we talked, next man in. um, We had multiple guys, as you said, saying their names, uh, different guys stepping up in different situations all night long, making big play after big play.
0: It was a night where we announced a couple of names that maybe we haven't announced as much defensively. Yeah. Brendan Leeper had a good game. Gillen Honing had a good game. Jesse Leiser's obviously had some good games. Yeah. Had a great game tonight defensively then coming up with that 14-yard fumble recovery, which he's going to want to keep a tape right. of that one. Yeah. He sees yeah. that yeah, sees that on tape, but with the win 28-14, the Tigers are now 6 and 2 on the year, 4 and 0 in 2-a-5 district play. It's uh, Falcons dropped to 4 and 4 overall. They are 1-3 in the district, and we're going to look at some stats here that we've got and in, uh, in total plays. They, of course, had more total plays than us, but in total yards, they actually outgained us a little bit by about 14 yards, 284 to 270. But, again, you go by what's on, on the scoreboard, 95 passing yards for Blake Wilkins. Connor Hermerson had 72 rushing yards. Frank Bierman, 56 receiving yards. Of course, Wilkins had a touchdown throwing. Hermerson had the 50-yard touchdown running. Um, of course, there was a 30-yard touchdown pass, or excuse me, touchdown catch for Frank Bierman. And if you look at it, it was 14 to eight at the half. Those 14 unanswered, courtesy of the two fumbles in the third quarter by the Falcons, was the difference.
1: Yeah, and that you know, those two touchdowns are were both short, short. You know, the one obviously a, a scoop and score. The other one short field. So it wasn't like we had to travel, you know, 40, 50, 60 yards to score the touchdown. I and mean, we were inside the, what the, around the. I don't even know thirty-yard line when we when we recovered that fumble. Uh, obviously, courtesy of both of those by Frank Bierman. He had a tremendous game, you know, and, and he's he's came up big, game after game after game. Last week, I think it was maybe more offensively. I you know I'm sure that he did plenty of things on defense as well. But uh, you know those senior leaders are doing a tremendous job, and, and as we watch Coach down there uh, talk to him, I'm sure that he's he's uh, honing him in on. One more game, they took care of business this week, one game at a time, we took care of business tonight, now they turn their focus to that next one and the last one.
0: Well, and who may be the happiest wasn't able to contribute tonight, and that's probably Niall Shutt, who probably held more on the sideline than probably you and I know, helping out those guys that maybe came in for him and helping them with what to do in terms of his absence, but we don't know how it'll play out for him, He's got, he had an MRI today, I think you said at the end of the school day, we won't know till Monday, according to Coach Lenz, and... That'd be terrible if if he's not allowed to play the rest of the year. But boy, a lot of guys stepped up today. But boy, you'd hate to see that. Niles had a
1: great year. Yeah, he has. You know, he it was one of those things where he he was doing things there early in the season and stuff. And and I think that there was a, a point where some teams were really concentrating on him, and we didn't maybe see his name. But the last two three ball games, uh, yeah, Niles shut has has played tremendously. And and you know. Uh, it gives another guy an opportunity. Certainly, we we hope that uh, we get good news. Uh, and all it is is just uh, um, you know something minor that uh, he can get healed because so, obviously he's a wrestler too. But you know, you look across, you see our tiger fans. They're all lined up waiting for our tigers here to uh, get situated. And and look at who steps into the box. But uh, the man of the hour. I'll turn it over to you, Ike, and you can interview uh, the winning coach here. Coach, that's a, that's a good
0: game. Boy, you had a lot of guys step up. You had some guys that we haven't maybe announced their name as much as we did tonight, but a couple guys, Honig came in, did great. Leeper came in, did great. A lot of guys filled some shoes.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. We um, had a little bit of the injury bug this week, um, something we hadn't really seen all year. So we did have a lot of guys have to play a lot of new positions. Um, and I think you're exactly right. We stepped up to the challenge.
0: Yeah. One thing we noticed, too, is, you guys must have really worked this week on outside containment, not allowing people to get outside. maybe on the first series Cruz got outside, but really he did not get out to an extent much after that
2: that was i mean that, that was definitely one of the main focuses this week. he's the most dynamic player in this district yeah. and he's, he's leading the league leading the district in in yards um rushing and in all purpose yards. I mean, you saw it again on the punt we had him pinned back on like the six yard line. he saw someone was Didn't break down, made a miss off the bounce, and got up to the 40, 50-yard line. Dynamic player. So, yeah, we were really worried um, about him getting outside. So you're exactly right.
0: The other thing, too, that impressed us tonight, which Frank impresses us a lot, but, boy, Defensively even if they didn't run to his side just fall enough from behind I mean he probably had I'm gonna guess four to five tackles for a lost night and probably three or four more at the line of scrimmage Yeah,
2: you know, he made a great comment this week um, After now shut went down with injury, you know the other guy that anchors down the the other end of the line and he just said you know, you always preach next man in coach, and I think for everybody else still out there, it just means we need to eat more. Yeah. So he definitely did tonight. He had an excellent game. He's been trending upward all season, and when you already start here and you keep going up, I mean, I still don't think he's hit his ceiling yet. But we got him, got him another receiving touchdown. Yeah. Um. So we, I think that was probably one of the things I was most happy with offensively is we actually got the got to air it out a little bit.
0: You did. You had a thirty. You had a thirty-yard pass to him. You had the forty-yarder to uh to Comstock. Comstock. But if you don't think I'm not going to ask you about the 14-yard fumble recovery by Jesse Leisure, because <laughs> he's going to want to see that table. I mean, that was I know it was fun for Jesse, but
2: it was just much fun for us to watch. I love Jesse Leisure brings just a, a whole another level of energy. Yeah. Um, I thought I was energetic. I, I think I'm energetic. I think I'm in the sidelines. I thought I was in high school. I don't think I could match him. He just he really gets the people going, yeah. not not just the sidelines but the crowd. and. Yeah, he's a big, lovable guy, and he has a nose for the football. That's like his fifth or sixth fumble recovery this year. It is,
0: and yeah. he did, he knew right where to go. He didn't waste any time mm-hmm. on this one. That's as fast as you're going to yeah. see him taking 14 yards, I think, Coach. Yeah.
2: No, he. Uh, that's the second one of the year, though, because he, yeah. had, he yeah. had one rush. But he had off one off rush, through. and that's what we yeah. were
0: talking about. That's his first one defensively. Yeah. Well, you know, I think on both the fumbles, too, I – I'm pretty sure that Frank Bierman caused both the fumbles. He caused it by Cruz, and I believe he caused that fumble there as well. So, yep. um, you know, defensively, even if he's not making the tackle, he's doing that. But the thing that I noticed the most is even when, even when Cruz got up the middle, our linebackers really stepped up tonight. I, I, and a couple times towards the end of the game, Lake Anderson, they didn't want any part to come into Lake, and then he turned it to the other side and then Honey would get the tackle on the backside. So, you know, we talked all game long. It was... Pretty much top to bottom defensively, a pretty good team effort.
2: It is, and so. that's, you know, they, get, they got two scores on us, which was, you know, after going to halftime they had one. It's one more we wanted to allow, but um, you're exactly right. We preach, do your job on defense. And yeah. if you can do it long enough, even they get two, three yards, you're exactly right, someone's coming from the backside. Yeah.
0: Well, tell us a little bit. Obviously, you're, you're undefeated in the district. The other game's going down the wire. Last we had, it was command trailing 14 to 13. Overtime. Oh, now it's in overtime. overtime. Wow. Okay, so something must have happened right at the end of the game, but obviously you guys still control your own destiny. Now wh- what do you tell the guys? you got one week left, big rivalry. West Liberty is always a big rivalry game.
2: Yeah, so I just I just told them out there, um, 4-0 right now, and I, I told them since the beginning, since we started district play, that we control our own destiny. If you win, the the something we preach in practice is 1-0 each week. Don't look too far ahead. Um, that kind of bit us earlier in the season and got a lot of big heads after a first win and getting ranked, stuff like that, and we cut it off right then and there. Um, after the week two loss, we said, don't look ahead. It's, it's one week at a time. Go 1-0 and each week. Um, we've gone 1-0 and for the last four here in district. Right. And um, you're right. There's one left. West Liberty. Um, you talk about a rivalry game. I, again, I'm, I'm not from around these parts. Yep. I've, I've only been here four years, so I can't speak or, or add too much to the, to the rivalry. But, you know, I can remember last year going over there, having to play them. And had we won the game, correct, we would have made it. Yep. We would have made it. Um, if West Liberty wins again tonight then we, we have to beat them. That's right. They, 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 same thing. They control their own destiny. So, yeah. um, again, I don't think anything needs to change in practice. We're going to study our tape, see what we need to fix on our part, look at West Liberty. The the coach runs a little bit of a, you know, see where the defense lines up and a check with me yeah. offense. So yeah. we'll see if we can figure out some of his, you know, strategies there, what he's going to try and do, his tendencies. And, again, we're just going to focus one week at a time.
0: Well, Coach, has was a great win. Thanks, Todd, for coming up. We don't want to keep you much longer. Thanks for coming. It was great to talk Thank to you. yes Thank you. Again, our final score tonight, that was Coach Langenfeld for the Tigers. We appreciate him coming up. Our final score is 28-14. Again, I'm Brian Eichenberger. Chad rezek has been with me all night. And again, a, a, a great game for us. I think, not numbers-wise, offensively, we didn't throw up that many rushing yards, but we played defense. Tonight.
1: We did. We, we played really good defense. And it, and it looks like, a, for those of you that are still listening out there, it looks like the uh, the kick must have been error, an error, and errant. so it was 13-13. Oh, Not it was. So, so it never went to 14-13. So it never 13. made it to okay. 14, 13. Okay. So um, something, something happened, and it doesn't seem like it's real clear on maybe what they're saying on the tire cast, but it says uh, the extra point was blown dead. And then re-kicked and Comanche blocked it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, maybe so, that, maybe so, there, was a, there was a penalty or for so some penalty of some, some you know, sort. So, so again,
0: that game is going down the wire again, and that's big. But but like Coach Langenfeld just said, you know, whatever happens, happens. We'll play next week. You know, you got the best case scenario. Last year you had West Liberty at their house and they denied us. Now we have them at our house at Diedrichson Field. It's it's a great night for football for two reasons. One, we finally have a doubleheader again, which is right. great to have fresh soft and then the varsity game back to back. Should be a huge crowd. It's going to be senior night for the seniors. And we have a gigantic senior class. And I'll have yeah. to announce that. So that will be a lot of talking yeah. next Friday night because we have a lot of seniors. And a lot of seniors that really contributed tonight.
1: Yeah. And, and once again, it, it's, you know, as a coach, you, you're you always looking forward to that next senior class. And, uh, you know, as a, as a high schooler, you're always looking forward to getting to be that senior. And so um, – as you said great defensive game by our tigers tonight you know offensively we had some big plays you know early we said two big plays you know the the turnovers were big plays and then obviously the scoop and score there which put us up there by 2028 20, and two two-point conversions too you know um those kicks as you said you know the wind's still blowing out there and that's something that uh you know you don't always get a lot of opportunities to practice against but uh you know, it's nice for the Tigers to come out on top, and uh, we'll wait and see what happens in that West Liberty score and uh, go from there. Again, we want to thank our sponsors. Again, without them, this wouldn't be possible to bring you the Tiger Cast.
0: Subway and in Tipton invite you to stop in and try their new Pit Smoke Brisket Sandwich. Going well Tiling and Excavating provides pattern tiling and hole repair backed with 40 years of experience. Let Glenn or Merle handle your excavating scraper and dozer work needs. Keller's Furniture Knowledge of Furniture, Bedroom, and Dining Room Furnishing sets them high above the competition. You can see them for your next home project. Jeff Wallach, Realtor and Auctioneer, offers expertise with home purchase or sale, estate, farm, or auction. See Jeff Wallach, your cornerstone real estate consultant in Tipton and surrounding area. Dexter Dozing and Scraping offers farm drainage and more. Best of luck to Tipton this season. Citizens Bank in Tipton invites you to come bank with them. Check out their current specials on checking, savings, and loans by going to their website at www.citizensbankie.com, Twisted Oaks Fencing provides barbed, woven, high-tensile, continuous, and guardrail fencing. Perry Hills Assisted Living is a quality skilled nursing home offering short and long-term stays. DS & Company provides a wide range of accounting services to individuals and businesses and focuses on tax preparation and consulting. Best of luck to Tipton and Crystal Electrical Services. Gladly sponsors Tipton schools and community events. Best of luck this season. From Christ Electrical Services,
1: Lada Harris and Tipton offers a wide range of services because their firm is locally owned. Their clients benefit by getting personalized quality service beyond comparison. Orock Motors is your local Ford dealer serving Tipton and surrounding communities. Orock Motors reinvesting in the Tipton community. Community State Bank can make your online banking experience easy, fast, and secure. Community State Bank is your hometown bank and more. H&H Auto can handle your small and large auto repair. See Jeremy or Branch for your next repair. Liberty Trust and Savings Bank in Durant now offers mobile banking, check balances, transfer funds, and review your account when you need to. All-Boss Plumbing and Heating and Cooling can protect your health and safety with various cooling, heating, and geothermal options. The Tipton Booster Club invites you to get involved, speak to any booster member about volunteering and contributing to the efforts of Tipton Sports. Cedar County Garage Doors provides quality doors for residential and commercial needs and is, your, is, and is there when you need them for your next repair. And HD Klein Equipment offers used or new farm equipment and services such as power washing and delivery. HD Klein Equipment has locations in West Liberty, Tipton, and Iowa City. Thanks again for
0: listening to this broadcast The the TigerCast Night. The TigerCast can be found at www.thetigercast.net. You can check out our site for past webcasts and future webcasts. Again, our final score tonight from Lewise Muscatine High School, Richard Payne Field. Tigers 28, Falcons 14 with the win. Tipton is now six and two overall, four and 0 in the district. Falcons drop to four and four, one and three in the district. Our next Tiger cast will be a volleyball broadcast on Wednesday, October 23rd, from Tiptons, the Tigers Host South Tama to begin a class three A regional play. You can join Jamie Meyer and Ryan Stonebreaker for all the action as they'll have the call starting around seven PM. Our next football game on the Tiger cast is next Friday night as the Tigers end their regular season with a matchup with one of their rivals, the Commerce of West Liberty High School. You can join Chad Rizak and Matt Nairam for all the action. That pregame should get underway, give or take, around 7.15. Again, we want to thank everyone for listening tonight. A big thanks to Coach Langenfeld for coming up for a little quick interview after the game. He was kind of winded when he came up here; He seemed a little yeah. tired. That was quite, quite a run-up here. Do we have a scoring update?
1: Yeah, uh, West Liberty scores first, and they go for a uh, two-point conversion. It looks like they're up 21-13.
0: Well, this one's going to go beyond our coverage, but boy, if, if, if you can turn that on the Cometcast, and when you when you tune off the Tigercast tonight, tune into the Cometcast because obviously it has a bearing on if we could clinch a, a playoff berth, uh, berth tonight. Again, the final score: 28-14, Tipton the, the Falcons. For my partner, Chad Rezek. I'm Brian Eichelberger. Have a great night, everybody.